following program is a proud member of the Palava family of podcasts. Check out all the shows over at palava.com. That's P-A-L-A-V-I.com. Oh, good. There you are. Let's get started. We're going to have fun. You murdered my cyclops. But I have other pedals in store for you. Ones that are beyond the bounds of your imagination. One in particular involving an ancient prophecy destined to be fulfilled by a powerful warlock. Me. And of course, a very beautiful virgin that looks just like her. I was keeping that one for something very special. And I dare say it was rude of you to steal her from me. Now I'm here to get her back. And just how do you plan on doing that? Magic. Motherfucker. Not a moment more. One day, somebody's gonna have to make a stand. One day, somebody's gonna have to say. Magic, motherfucker. Yeah, it's not bad. It's a throwaway <laughs> movie, but it's not bad. Oh, you saw it? Was it good? That's almost it's all right. It. Yeah, it's all right. That's cool. Yeah. Hey, Reverend Scott sent us an uh, an edited version of the promo. You want to hear it? Sure. Why not? I, uh, I think I it's a good idea to promote our show right at the very beginning. Why not? Right. I haven't listened to it yet. Are you tired of the same old pop culture podcast? Do you listen to those other podcasts and think to yourself, why aren't they talking about the things I'm interested in? Hi, I'm Reverend Scott, and when I want to listen to a couple of guys with their appendages on the pulse of pop culture, I listen to the Are You Serious podcast. Hear news about politics and religion where hosts Chris and Frank ask the tough questions. If you woke up with a in your mouth, would you take it or leave it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. How big is the You'll hear entertainment news about your favorite movies and TV shows, plus plain old wholesome discussion about the lives of Chris and Frank. I mean, now I am, like, tattooed. It's weird. It's like I've... I guess I should explain what I got. Yeah. It's three... Each one interconnected to look like a smiley face. And on my left arm is... I had to notice I looked at my right the arm. character from an old that. Disney film. <laughs> the prequel to Song of the South. Exactly. No, I have, it's um, called Song of the... <laughs> it sounds like this. <laughs> so when you think pop culture podcast, remember this. What's that thing between the... <laughs> and the... the Are You Serious Podcast on iTunes or AreYouSeriousPodcast.com. <laughs> Wow, that's well, that's, um, that's that's almost more obscene than the unedited dirty. one. Yeah, almost like I say, almost dirtier. <laughs> nice job, Scott. Yeah, I like that. Sheesh. Uh, Anywho, right. so this room is incredibly hot because I'm it's the air fucking in. awesome in here. All right, I'm incredibly hot. Well, yeah, I don't know, but yeah, you, well, you were in the black fucking jeans. Jesus I was at Christ. work. What are you a witch? What? I don't know really where I was going with that. I don't either. So, what have you seen? 
Um, nothing. Shiznit. Yeah. No, I haven't. I've been so busy editing. I'm like, uh. there's so much shit I'm editing, and too much <laughs> of it is for free. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a fucking idiot. So, um, <laughs> yeah, so that's what I've been doing. A lot of stuff. Um, I did rewatch Iron Man 2. Yeah, that was all right. Which was fun. I actually yeah. kind of... I kind of just sort of skipped ahead to the parts with Robert Downey Jr. because uh, he's funny. Okay. <laughs> so, like, I skipped over all the Mickey Rourke parts. Yeah. I mean, I've seen the movie. I just want to watch the fun stuff. Yeah. So. Seriously, um, the Robert Downey Jr. parts, there was no other parts you wanted to skip to in that movie? Well, I mean, the, the, the Scarlett Johansson parts were good, too. Yeah, just dude, checking. I'm not dead. <laughs> got a vasectomy. I was worried for chop, a second. There. I got a vasectomy, man. They didn't chop the thing off. Uh, I don't know. Did you go to Dr. Nick Riviera? Hey, everybody. So, um, yeah, but that's all I saw. And, uh, you know, those parts hold up. Yeah. And um, I could say the Scarlett Johansson parts um, hold yeah, you yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, anyway, so um, no, but that's all I've seen. I did spend this ridiculous amount of time watching the um, Apple keynote from the Worldwide Developers Conference because I'm right. a fucking geek. All right, let's do this. So, uh, uh, you don't say, <laughs> dude, come on. I Good don't, stuff I don't, coming out I of don't, Apple. I don't buy into the whole fucking nerd porn Apple cult crap like you and other people do. Like, seriously, this is like, I don't know. I don't know. I, it's neat. I, li- sure, I like seeing. But, I like. I, I don't, enjoy the technology. I'm, I really I'm do. Not, cause, I don't cause, even. I don't even mean to say that you're like the oh, I'm worst offender geek. that I know. Oh no, I'm not that bad. No, I mean I read up on it. I like to be informed and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I read like a that. couple but, articles. But I'll admit but, that I just you know I dig shit. I you know I watched the keynote. And I was yeah. just like I can't wait for this. This yeah. is cool. Some of this shit is is really interesting. And plus, I like to to kind of look at like big picture, kind of right, like right. where Jobs is kind of kind of what he's thinking about right. doing you know and kind of and looking at the big picture i enjoy okay. looking at the big picture all right so what, what do we things. got what did he talk about? so um he talked about the new operating system for the desktops um osx lion right which and is out when july oh okay so it's only gonna be 30 bucks that's always a plus and um it's gonna be a download straight from um the um the app store oh it's no disc they're not making a disc at all? Nope. That's not such a great idea. It's a great idea. Why is it not a great idea? Well, what if some people don't want it? What if some people then want you don't a have physical to get copy in well, their hand, but they want to upgrade? Tough. That's the way that's... No, they'll, they'll make discs. No, they won't. People will complain. Nope. And then what happens? what happens when I lose all my information and I need to reinstall? You should be backed up. Doesn't matter. And what I happens. guarantee you, there's a way. I, I don't. I don't know the answer to that. I can only because I did think of that. Well, that's why I'm just like, like you know what? Discs. There has to. There is a way to boot from something. I don't know the. I don't know the answer to that. No, no, no. I, I don't know the answer to that. <laughs> I, I, I don't know the answer. Something. I don't know the answer to that. Yeah. But. Um, well, see, that's why, like the but keynote. The, it's like it's awesome. Like you, you got all your bells and whistles. But here's and stuff, the, th- here's but the like, thing, though. If you, if you quote unquote lose everything you should have a backup do you back up it doesn't matter if you do or don't have a backup you should at the very the least, backup for some stuff is the install discs but the thing is you should have a backup yeah i do my photoshop is on a disc no if i I'm lose saying, it i but put here's it back the thing, in a system you should be able to you can probably this is probably what they're going to do if you back up yeah. using like 
time machine or whatever, right? There is probably, and again, I could be totally wrong. Um, there is probably a way to back up from your system disk from the last saved system. All right, we'll see. That's, that's so, I think that's. I don't know. I know. I know. There, there are a lot of people that aren't aren't comfortable with virtual transactions. They like to have something. You know in what, their though? Hand. If if by now, if by now, folks are uncomfortable with virtual transactions, then I'm sorry. No, you can't just say that. But you, you know what? That's that. That's just you know a, a way of of things. I mean, that's like that's like like all these people like. You, where are the people going? I want yeah. I want my operating disc on on the the floppy disks. Where are those? Damn it! I want those. Well, if you had I a, mean, if you had a port for it in the computer, sure. He phased out those. He does he doesn't have them on him, so it's tough right. shit. Or buy an external one because the information won't fit. No, come on. Windows operating systems would come on like twenty seven floppy disks or some shit like that. Oh yeah. So, um. I but have, that's I that's have, a that's a poor misdirect. No, but you know what it is. I don't think so. I think because I I just, I just think it's part of the 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 evolution. Not when you have CD trays on the computer. And you know, after a while, I mean, look at the MacBook Air. That doesn't really. Yeah. So it won't play DVDs. No, that's bullshit. No, that's true. I'm serious. No, I know, and I'm serious too. That's bullshit. Okay, and I guarantee you, I guess sometime somewhere. Steve Jobs is, I want to get rid of, I'm sure he wants to get rid of, like, the physical digital media. Oh, I'm sure he does, and I think that's a terrible idea. It's, look at the way things are going, though. Everything has always been physical. Ten years from now, it won't be. Fifteen years from now. I don't know. It won't be. I'm not comfortable with that, that somebody else. How much music do you have isn't physical? How many movies do you have that aren't physical? You know what, though? The stuff that I legally bought, I have physical copies of. Okay. I don't, I don't really buy anything through iTunes. Okay. But there's, I'm sure that there's a ton of stuff there that you just isn't, it, you don't have a physical place no, for No, but it. if it's something that I want, like if I want high def Star Wars movies, I'm not going to buy them on yeah, but, iTunes. But here's the thing though. You're not going to go and like, I don't know, buy, I don't know, your highness. <laughs> No, or Royal Highness. But you know what? But look at the look at no, the other ways. No, but I could still get a disc from Netflix if I wanted. But look at how many different ways there are. But you don't have to get a disc from Netflix because no. you can get it through your Xbox. You no, can but get that's, it online. But that's a rental. I'm not renting an operating system virtually online. I'm buying it. Yes, and who's to say that? I mean, it, it's not going to go away. I, I'm just saying. Instruction manuals, all that stuff. If your computer goes it's, down... Good right luck. Now, they good, don't luck. Send, good luck accessing they the don't PDF give you instruction, instructions. They don't give you instruction manuals when you buy a, 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 a physical disc now with an operating system. There's something that comes with it. There's a very little something. There's like license agreement shit that nobody reads. Well, that's okay. True. And there's like a very little like a quick start guide shit that is useless as a as an operating, you know, manual. I'm just I'm just saying there's people that are gonna they'll make discs. I bet they won't. They I'll will. bet you $100 right now. I don't bet money. <laughs> no, they're not going to do it because they have no reason to do it. We'll see. They we'll won't see. do it. Because there's no, re- there's no reason for it. I don't know. Anyway, new stuff yeah. that's going to be in Lion, despite how you're going to get it, is right. um, one thing that I found particularly interesting, and actually when I told Olivia about it, she found it particularly interesting. It, um, it, it saves for you. Everything. 
Where? To your hard drive. How much space does it take up? It just, um, the same way that it, it changed, it saves what's changed since the last time it saved. Okay, that's better because Time Machine took up way too much fucking space. But Time Machine does the same thing. It doesn't copy everything. It basically, it'll take what's what's changed. It filled a hard drive. And then everything making, is... Saving, saving stuff. It just how, how? filled it. I don't know how it did it. but Unless I, you kept adding more and more stuff for it to back up. Probably. I, I don't know. It. But, you know, I always add stuff. We do a show. Everything's, the, you know, every, every break or, or whatever that I make will, would get saved at some point. And I came back in and I lost 700 gig overnight while it was writing. So I How did fucking you lose shut it, it off. Writing. I lost the space because it was backing up. So I don't use Time Machine. Where, Fuck what it. were you backing up to? Just an internal hard drive. I uh, See, I would never do that. Ex- well, no, I would go to an X to, to... Fuck it, I'm not buying space to save my changes. If I don't, if I save it, and I or I don't save it and I lose it. That's my own fucking fault. But one of the things that's great is that it's going to it's going to save all your changes. It'll save it for you, and you'll be able to go back and like if you got if you have documents right and you're working right. on a document. The um the keynote was interesting. I showed this video. I showed the evolution of this document. You could sort of go back like you can in Time Machine right. and look at different versions. Just like oh you know what I I had this photo in this version. You can take the current version, bring up that older version. And you could just drag a photo in, into a document. Yeah, or you could and, do and what do, I do, do where it's like, like a document final version one, version two, version three. Every time I make a change to something before I'm done with it, I, I save it. As that a, takes up as more a space. Different though. document. But that'll take up more but space when I'm than the way done, this is going to work. When I'm done, I delete it. I don't need it anymore. Okay. So. And I, you can probably get rid of those older versions. Too. I make my own time machine so. for the stuff I need to save. But I just, stuff, the amount but, of space it takes up because I have, I have like, Almost two terabytes worth of disk space. Yeah. No, two and a half. And two terabytes is full. Okay. So I have like 500 gig left spaced out between some disks. And my startup disk is actually the emptiest because I keep that just for like right. applications and programs and whatever stuff. But I would have to buy another hard drive just to back up. Or purge every now and again. Get rid yeah. of stuff that well, you Well, I, I do that. You save. Yeah. I mean, I that's that. just general maintenance. But so, I, I would like to see the backup, like you said, if it only if it only touches the stuff that changes. Yeah. That would be a lot less space. Yeah, oh, most definitely. So. And what's great is that you can... What I, I thought this was really interesting. If you're in the middle of something yeah. and you... Okay, you got to leave your computer, you shut it down. Um, if, you, if you were in a document, yeah. all right, and you... Even if you had some text highlighted, right. okay, you come back, turn your computer back on, it brings you back to exactly where you were. Okay. It opens that document, has all the stuff open that you had opened. Right. It leaves you exactly where you were, which I think is right. great. You don't have to think about, you know, saving anymore. Uh, well, yeah, I like I like autosave, definitely. That's nice. Yeah, and but it's, like, it's if you have wide. a terabyte worth of stuff, your initial backup is going to be a terabyte worth of space. Probably. But the, you're not going to but you're not going to be I mean, there's there's the backup, but the, it's stuff that's that's going to to change okay it's stuff that's changing if you if you have a if you have a a, a i don't know a, a show right that's never going to change then that's going to stay just right but there th- will be one stay. back of it a backup of it already and that's the only that's the only thing that's going to it's not going to back up it's not going to have that 30 right 30, right. but what times, i'm saying so. is if i have 
say say I have 400 gig left on this one and a half terabyte thing, and that's the only space yeah. I have left. I can't back it up. I don't have the space for it because it's got to back up 1.1 terabytes worth of information. What do you back? How much? What do you back up now? Nothing. Why? Because I save. That's it. I save. Okay, but what do you what? If I lose anything on here, doesn't really matter all that much. Okay, I can I can get the stuff again if I had to. Pictures? Oh, the pictures are on a removable drive that I can take, and if I had to, you know, get the data right. taken out because that's, that's, that's it's like for me, it's, it's like photos and yeah. video stuff. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's a drive I can pull out and put so, into another computer because yeah. if anything's going to get corrupted, it's going to be the startup stuff. So, which um, I had some directory issues a couple of weeks ago, and I fixed that. So, what else? Um, there's a, just a lot of really interesting um, full screen apps look really, really. Yeah, what good. does that mean? It means like um, no scroll bars on this. It just takes up all of your all of your screen. Okay, like, and if you don't have their the little top. magic diddle pad, then what do you do to navigate still, around it? You can still use your mouse. There's just some of the trackpad stuff that okay. you, you can't do. All right. You know, um, I'm sure that like with um, probably a control button and a scrolling mouse, you could, right. you know, squeeze in. So, okay. um, I mean, you use the Wacom tablet. Yeah. Um, but you use that as your like principal mouse and pointing device, which is I well, think yeah. uncommon. So, well, probably yeah. So, but I mean, I use it for editing and drawing, right, and, exactly. and all that stuff. So, so I'm used to it, right? But then I'll go to work and I'll use my right hand and use a mouse. Yeah, <laughs> which is weird. Yeah. So, but I love the magic. I love the magic. Track I track. I really like that on the laptop, and I'm actually thinking about you should you should getting get one, one because to I mean, use especially if you're used conjunction. to it. If you're used to it on the laptop, I yeah. would strongly recommend it. It's it's great. What is it like sixty bucks? I think they're like sixty nine. I got mine off of eBay for like fifty five or something like that. How big is it? Is so, it what like four inches across? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably like like that. That's not and, bad. And that'd be that'd be all right for general. And you have plenty of room. I've and, been editing video with it. Mm-hmm. I'm able to go. You know, the whole two finger swipe where you go back. I'm able to go frame by frame by no. frame. So okay. I'm. St- I was worried that I wasn't going to be able to get very precise. So. Oh, that's good. Um. So and there's a lot of stuff like um. Um. Just you can show they. There's a way of organizing all your apps so that it kind of almost looks like uh, like an iOS. Oh yeah, like, like the yeah. Apple. So it almost looks like an iPad. Yeah, I, I noticed like that. I which, noticed a bunch of pictures make everything the iPhone, the iPod, all of that kind of the same. Yeah, very similar. So all so, right, that makes sense. Yeah, and that's if you're gonna bring new people in, it's got to be familiar, right? So, makes, so and fine. I think that's yeah. fine. Um, getting to the phone. Which, I think I think it dumbs the computer down a little bit for initial it interface, does, but, but it still does what you need it to do. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, know. it's just a different way of 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 clicking on an icon to open up your programs. Yeah, it doesn't, I mean, I, you know? I it took me a little bit to go from nine to ten. I was a little like, oh, fucking change. Yeah, see, I I I started with OS ten. Oh, when okay. I first got it. In fact, there were only there were a couple of programs that. Um, I could only use in nine. Uh, uh, in fact, one of the games I used, I, I played. I could only. I had to start up, and it was cool because they had both where you could start. Yeah. You could yeah, start it was up like in classic. Yeah, right? you could start up in nine. Yeah. So yeah, and then they, after after a while, they just that was no longer an option. Which is good because nine sucked compared yeah. to ten. So, <laughs> so um, 
But to the phone now, the phone is getting a whole bunch of uh, a whole bunch of little things that I thought was really really neat. Um, you should talk into the microphone. Uh, I was just looking at my phone. <laughs> so um, the for the iPhone, they're going to um, faster sort of getting to your camera to take a picture. Which That's a lot good. Of people bitch. It's like it's gonna, way too slow. You're going to tap the home button twice, and along where it, um, you know, like along when you hit the home button, you get that slide. Yeah. To open. Yeah. You're going to tap the home button twice, and next to that, there's going to be a picture of a camera. Oh, and you just hit that. And you're going to hit that. Yeah, and it'll go right into the the camera app. That's good. um, Because up, the the increase volume button is going to be a shutter button. Oh. So you could basically just like tap, tap. Oh, that's good. Because I've taken a couple accidental pictures. So. Um, right. So that's that's pretty cool. Notifications is that going to be, be across the board both 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 phones both companies? Because I know there's uh, some cloud stuff that can't be done on the uh, Verizon one yet. No, I don't know. I haven't I haven't spent time looking at hmm. cloud yet. Uh, a little bit. Um, yeah. So I think I think it's I'm interesting. On the fence about I think it. it's less. It, it's different than what people were expecting. Yeah. So there was some negativity. But anyway, let me talk about oh, the, yeah, the yeah, phone yeah, first. Yeah. So then um, notifications are going to be a lot better. So instead of, you know, like like I just heard my phone, right. you know, beep. I had to open it up, you know, and look at what the mail was. Right. Right. But now on your lock screen, you're going to have this nice, you know, just you press the button and you're going to have different you know whatever notifications you have oh, more you have than a text one message yeah it'll be all this oh, list and then okay. say you get a text message yeah right it's gonna have a little text message icon and then if you want to go to it right then you just slide that over much like the slide that unlocks uh, it and it brings you right oh, into you're the unlocking thing. the text yeah okay. exactly so that's, that's that's really neat that's pretty smart and then if you're within an application and you're doing something, playing a game or something like that. And instead yeah. of that box coming up in uh, front of you like that, which is wicked annoying. And pauses it while you're trying to exactly. aim your angry bird. Right. Yeah. Um, it's just going to be this little kind of this thing up near the, the clock bar up the top. It's just oh, going to okay. kind of like roll down. Ah. And you can look at it. And then without having, I mean, if you want to do something with it, you tap you it. tap it, yeah. And if you don't, it'll just like, I think it's like five seconds. Ah. It'll just go away. Oh, good. So, and then to look at all your notifications, you're just going to go from the top of the screen and just scroll down. And it'll pull down almost like this, this sh- slightly translucent shade with all your notifi- like your notification center. Oh nice. So I think that's pretty cool. That's um, good. Yeah. I, I would I the only thing I really, really want is I want to be able to make my own text tones, like ringtones. I don't think that's happening. Yeah, I don't understand that. It's just I made a whole bunch not today. spending their, their time on. Yeah. Um, I made a whole bunch today for the for the for different people. Some yeah. Godzilla stuff. Um, that's fun. What's another? Oh, one other thing that I thought was really interesting, and it's been, and it's annoyed me that it hasn't been in the phone um, sooner. Is the um, like a, almost like a to do list, or they, they're calling it like reminders or something oh, okay. like that? That's tied into the calendar program. Uh, but what's kind of interesting about this thing is you can set reminders that are location based. Huh. So if you and the, the example of the guy I gave in the keynote was it's like okay um and you can have it set for when arriving at such and such a place oh. or when leaving huh. so he says so i'm you know i'm here at the, the the conference when i leave the conference i drive away from the conference um i'm going to get a reminder to call my wife oh, i'm constantly nice. forgetting to call my wife so it's like little stuff like that which i thought is really really interesting yeah cuz mine would be you're leaving work did you punch out yeah <laughs> 
So yeah, but you'd be like in the you'd be in the garage driving away from that address. And yeah, but like, then I can so I can just pull right in front and jump and yeah. run back in. So, but um, I thought That's that was bad. I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, and I'm sure there's other little things I haven't mentioned either. That yeah, like there's there's a bunch of little things that I'm forgetting. I'm just sort of. And when is on. this? When is this update? The iOS five for the iPhone is going to be in September. Oh, that's a long one. Yeah, away. but Lion for the desktop, that'll be um, July. Okay. So that'll be fun because, you know, yeah. okay, it comes in July and then spend the summer playing And you know it. I'll go right to it because so. I, need, I need a little bit more RAM, though. I think that's part of the problem, especially running dual monitors now. Yeah. I need a little bit more. It's not that expensive. No, no. I just need to. That. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just throw in, like, the moderate amount, not the super high-end one yeah. that I wanted to, but whatever. Um. And then there's the cloud. Yeah. Now this is interesting about the cloud because the cloud. because I think that well all the cloud's going to do is make sure that all your devices are saying the same thing at the same time. That, I like that. That's I mean that's short. That's the short answer to it. Yeah. Okay. So um, in a way, I read an interesting article that said uh, that in a way Steve Jobs is um, saying okay to music piracy. Because anything that you have on your machine, right. all right, what it's going to do is it's going to scan, looking for all the music. Yep. Okay. Yeah. And if it's got a better version, like a better copy of it or whatever, it's going to give you a higher bit rate or whatever right. it is. Right. Streamed okay. though. Right. Not. No. 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 Won't. No. There's not streaming. That's the thing that there's. That's the thing people were disappointed by. It's not streaming from the cloud. Well, then I don't understand it. What all you, it's going to do. Where are you getting it from? All I say, if you buy something, see, this is the thing. It's just making sure that all your devices, all right? And he sort of did this interesting graphic where he had an iPad, an iPod Touch, and an iPhone, okay? And they were sort of like under, like lined up underneath um, like a like a laptop. Yeah. And he's basically making the um, relegating or demoting was the word that he used, demoting the, 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 the computer, the PC part of it down to just another device, and he's just like, why can't if I buy something on my my phone, I have to go home, I have to sync it up, I have to plug in a cord to my computer, right. and then it has to sync up. All right, now there's no more. Th- there'll be no more of that. You buy right. something on your phone, you're gonna go home, and it's gonna be on your computer. It's okay, not. Yeah. A, it's yeah. not about emptying out everything and taking everything down. Not yet. I think that'll what eventually happen. But not yet. I don't think you'll be able no, to store all your music in a locker. Well, no, that's, that's what they were talking about. That's what they were talking but that's not what it ended up being. Well, what they said was that the AT&T phones would be able to do the stuff that's iTunes only. So, like, if you have Def Leppard in your iTunes, you're not getting it through the cloud. Mine won't be able to do it for a little bit longer. Whatever. I don't really care. I carry an iPod with me with everything I, I want on it. But they're only talking about music. They're not talking about movies and TV shows. Not yet. And I think that's, a, and, and you know so, what I think limits that is the carrier's bandwidth restrictions. Yeah. You try and, you know, stream a movie from the cloud. Yeah. You're going to eat through your two gigabytes a month or whatever it is. Well, that's why day, you need to get in early. So, like I did, I'm grandfathered in. I have free data for life. I'll never pretty, leave AT&T. Pretty sure I am too. So, um, so, but it's it's really about making sure all your shit is the same. And mm-hmm. I think that that's a step toward just sort of, one, you're going to have wireless syncing. 
Yeah. You're not going to have to plug in your, your phone to sync up with iTunes anymore. Right, but I plug my phone in to recharge it, and syncing is just, you know, the secondary But that's fine. But you know thing. what, though? There, there are times when, like, I will, I'll end up plugging my phone in, like, downstairs. Oh, yeah. In yeah. the computer, you know? But I'd rather my phone be, like, at my on my bedside table or something right, like that. Right. So it's like, okay, so now I can just take that cable. Right. All right, and plug it into the wall. Yeah, I mean plug that, that my phone into it, and it's going to charge. It's, it seems very underwhelming for what what people were saying it was going to be. I think I it think, will be. I think, I think that the way but. I think what's what he's doing is slowly but surely eliminating iTunes, and what he's also doing is well, would he's, he because you'd still buy stuff through iTunes. But I think that he's. I think he's eliminating it as a tether for your devices oh. and, and and think about it there are folks who don't want a pc like my dad all right my yeah. dad we, we ended up getting him a nook for his birthday right all right and we were on the fence nook or pc no i'm sorry nook or ipad i mean right. despite the fact that the ipad is twice as much as the color nook yeah okay but it was also a matter of well you need to sync it with the computer he doesn't have a computer anymore oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. so we got him the nook and there are lots of people out there who don't want the pc yeah okay my wife i haven't seen her sit at our desktop computer three times in the last month yeah because same, same she does all her email that she does blows my mind email and the um i mean my god she she between email and using pages to write documents yeah. and doing stuff on the web and and all that stuff she does it all from her ipad yeah and she takes it with her she'll we'll, we'll go and we'll run an errand and we'll just like shoot down to target but yeah. in that time she can write a document and she can you know she'll she'll click send to email it and the next right. time she's near wi-fi it'll just automatically go yeah. yeah and so she doesn't sit at the um at the computer anymore yeah so and the that's I think is one of the one of the one of the appeals i mean it used to be that yeah. you know you buy an ipad you needed to sync it to your computer or right. get it set up at an Apple store. They'll hook it up to a computer. But now, with a, with OS five, it's going to be you're going to open it up. It's and instead of it saying "Oh, attached to iTunes," it's just going to say "Welcome," and you can do all your shit right, right, right. there. It's an independent device. Yeah. And from that, okay, there's iTunes there. People will buy their music there. They'll right. it'll get it right to the device. Right. But if you buy enough of it, you need some other place to store it. Yeah. So that's the and I the think that that's part of where in. the cloud is supposed to help, and also with pictures too. Oh, okay, um, they'll keep, um, I think, like a thousand pictures up in your cloud for thirty days until you get it someplace else where you would want it. Huh. Okay, so and then huh. I guess it purges it or whatever. So it's a really, really interesting shift, and you can kind of see where, kind of what Apple is kind of thinking in terms of. What a post PC, yeah. what post PC is one of the terms they used for for Apple though. It sounds like they played it really safe. They didn't push it like. They but you know what though, I think that they, I think that they're playing the steps. They're playing the steps well. It's like okay, right now yeah. they just they, they bring they, they bring the laptop and they bring the desktop down to sort of the same quote-unquote device level yeah. as all right so instead yeah. of everything instead of your pc instead of your desktop being your digital hub now that 
th- there's you know this is no different than that. Right. It's but all the, a, it's I mean, all a matter of where true. it's all the same information. It's just a matter of how you look at it. Right. But to to Apple, it will be all the same level but to a lot of people i know that the the desktop is the desktop you know it's oh no it's faster, I, I get that powerful, too that i like it stuff. and stuff yeah. like that but you know what as ipads get more powerful okay <laughs> as tablets get more powerful okay i guarantee it may not be ipad 3 it may not be ipad 4 but it won't be long before mm-hmm. you know you can start doing photoshop and i don't Final understand why you can't on those i think i think it's just a, a capacity issue yeah well, let's get into the uh, the the piracy part. So, uh, what? Why are people saying that this is going to allow it? It okay's piracy what because is, I think what, what it does opinion? is it. You have something on your computer. Yeah. All right. Which everybody if, does. Right. If iTunes has it, okay. Yeah. If iTunes has it, and say say you have some say you have something on your computer. Yeah. Right. And it's something that you got from a friend. <laughs> yeah. And um. Yeah. And iTunes happens to have that same song, right. then it'll push that song to your phone. So you have that song on both your computer and, right. you know, and probably at a, at a it, it may be at a better quality. It may be, but it also might not be the version you want. So, but then it won't be, it's not, I don't think it just scans titles because the ver, a version's going to be know. different by, I mean, the, the file size would be different. Right. But that, all so, that stuff would be in like the ID4 tag. Exactly. Stuff. But, so, but the, you know, it, you can use the iTunes version of the cloud for free, but if you have anything that you want to use outside of that, they're saying twenty five bucks a year. Which twenty five a year? It's nothing. That's nothing. But part of what I heard is that that money from all those people would get redistributed to record labels to appease them for all the stolen songs. Okay, that's fine. You have now. Yeah. I have now paid to legitimize my pirated yeah. everything. Right. That's very interesting. If I'm paying a fee and I have movies, if I say I have the entire run of Community on my iPod in in iTunes, can I get busted for that anymore? Because I've paid a fee. That's probably what they're working out. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, that's going to be an that's going to be an interesting question. I'm sure. I'm sure the answer is still yes. You can go to jail. They're not going to send you to jail. They'll find you. You know what I mean, right? But I also think that it's one of those things where they have to solve the bandwidth problem first, and that's going to be carriers. Another thing that they um, that they announced for the just to get away from the cloud for a second um, is the messaging system. Oh yeah. If you've got there, basically, it's gonna. It's really, really interesting because it's going to kill like AT and T's texting business. It's gonna kill texting business. Really, it's also gonna kill like Blackberry's um, their little messaging system. How is that? Because now an iPod Touch can text. Oh, you, it can. It can do it now. Well, yeah. With with you can either jailbreak it or get some of the. Oh, there's there's free apps for it. Yeah, yeah but it's not great. But it's all going to be integrated, like in your regular messaging. App. So under the data plan, like if I so so say okay, so I have my phone, mm-hmm. and I'm going to send you a text. It works through the phone number, just like normal text. Yeah. So everybody drops their their text plans. But I think that I don't think people will drop their text plans because when you are not, I think it's a Wi-Fi thing. Right oh. now, because they're like my daughter who has an iPod Touch, right. she'll be able to text me. It'll probably go through 
an email address, and that's how it will make its way to me. Oh. Okay? Mm. So. Yeah, that's how. Uh, but, I mean, I think that's like, you know, the, the steps of it like that. But the bottom line is that, really, once you've you've got that, once once that starts happening, yeah. all right, I can't see a lot of reason for people to have a lot of of texting plans or a lot of you know texts in well, their if plans it's, because if it's, if it's only Wi-Fi, that would create a problem. That that would limit the use of it. Really? I mean, yeah. would it though? Because if you're in your house, you're. I mean, it's either going to eat away at. I mean, eat away at this. I mean, a text message is next to nothing in That's terms true. of data. So. Whether you whether you have a data cap or not, it's right. going to be nothing. But it's not going to chip away. If if you have a hundred te- texts a month, yeah. all right, and you're in your house and it can go out through your Wi-Fi, right? That's fine. So it doesn't eat away at that, and it's not going to no. count against your text messaging unless you're on the highway, right? Because then, then it'll go just, over the, the cell network, carried over the data plan. No, that'll probably go over the because that's a different that's a different antenna, basically. Because then you're using the 3G, you're using the cell tower system to send a text message and not the Wi-Fi system. Right, but if you're using their program, like if I'm streaming through Netflix, I'm either streaming over the 3G that that, that has or through Wi-Fi. You know, one, right, one. right, but if you're, if you're streaming through Wi-Fi right now, it right. doesn't affect your data plan. No, but I'm, the but data I'm unlimited. Plan, it doesn't matter. But the That's data, what I'm saying. But the data plan isn't affected when you're using wi-fi it's only data no, i know i know what i'm saying is who gives a shit if you have an unlimited data plan where the texts are going right so if i'm out in the middle of you know the desert or in the fucking moon i don't care if i'm getting texts it's, it's people that have come in after that are limited yeah that it would affect right that's so. why i mean and most people are coming in coming in later i think that eventually the carriers are going to have to change the way they do things yeah i'm really surprised at&t hasn't um relented on their cap especially with verizon coming out with theirs going yeah fuck you we got no cap it's like 30 bucks a month for unlimited data so but how work. long is that gonna last i don't know that's the question that'll be interesting to see how long that'll last I don't it'll know. be interesting to see it when the iphone 5 comes out yeah because oh, that, it'll be faster because well not only that i think that you because the 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 verizon rollout of the iphone was a little underwhelming okay well, so I think Verizon phone, expected more. The phone had already been out. The phone had been out for a year and change. Yeah. So people are probably waiting. Verizon folks are more than likely waiting for iPhone 5 to come out before they... Or everybody had their phones from AT&T and they couldn't get out from the contract. Yeah, possibly. So I think I think the phone did fine. I don't see an issue. I don't have a problem with it. I mean, yeah, okay, every once in a while an app closes on me, but... That's the app's fault. Big deal. Yeah. I have no issues. I mean, if I'm inside, underground, in a cement fucking bunker like I am sometimes, I might get two bars. Yeah. Other than that, dropped calls are are other people's faults. I think that Verizon was (laughs) expecting more people to uh, to, to get the iPhone 4. Yeah, but don't don't companies always overestimate? I mean, right now, and I know this isn't a, a fair comparison or it might not even be a good comparison, but if you compare, like, the, the shit Target buys, they overestimate. Oh, yeah. Like, you can still walk into Target today and pick up six Dengar vintage figures because what happens with every new thing, and, and that's why I'm, I'm equating these, that was a new line of figures 
this is a new phone for the company, right? So Target says, oh, I need 12 cases per store. Right. Now you're stuck with the fucking worst character ever in any movie, you know, Toilet Paper Head. And he's not selling because... I watched a bunch of those again, the Robot Chicken. You know, um, when Dwight covered himself up like yeah. like the burn victim, and then yeah. he pulled the bandages? Yeah, I thought Perfect Dengar. Yeah. But it's like it's that same thing. It's like, oh, we need seven million of these things. What do you mean we only sold three and a half? Right. I don't know how many were actually sold. but Oh, you know what was an interesting little factoid that they threw out during the keynote? was no. um, They were talking about Game Center okay. on the iPhone. Um, there are 50 million people playing games yeah. through Game Center. You know how many are on X- Xbox Live? 30? 30. Yeah. 30 million, which is... That doesn't surprise me. Which is really... I mean, considering Xbox Live's been around for six, seven, eight years now. I don't know. I don't know. I, I think I'm on my fifth year of it, and I yeah. probably went in two, three years late. Game yeah. Game Center's been around a year or but so. But you know what? The accessibility at Game Center over Xbox and the fact yeah. that Game Center's free, all you got to do is buy the games. Xbox yeah. is you know a, a, a yearly service. I can see that. I can see yeah. twenty million people not opting in for that. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was. I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah, I was really, I was really surprised. But look at all, look at all the casual gamers that things created. Yeah, you know, my wife plays Angry Birds. You know, they just came out with an update recently. Too. Did they? Yeah. Go to the app store. I don't think I've opened the app store in a little while, so. So, folks, this is Tech Talk with Chris and Frank. Well, you know, once a year we do Apple yeah, shit. And then, you know, every now and then I just get on your case about it. Which is weird because I have never owned a PC. Really? No. I had one. I had one before. Actually, we have so. one now. We have a laptop because, um, oh, hey, look at, oh, Rio updated. Angry Birds Rio. Yeah. That's good. I'm almost done those. Um, because work was selling them like speaking of, super cheap. Speaking so. of games, it's um, it's your turn in Scrabble. Yeah, I know. I'm having a I'm having a tough time keeping up. It's it's been a, a rough week. <laughs> so, all right, I'll update those guys. So so um, I did submit some pretty interesting stuff. There will be, there will be. I just I cannot get as excited about it as um the people that line up for shit. Like I could never line up for like I I like to sit back and say oh a new operating system came out great I'm gonna wait two three days a week and see what people are saying and then I'll then I'll buy it oh I've I lined up for I lined up for what did, what was it I was in I waited in line for one thing it was it was I think it was maybe leopard or something like oh, that okay. but I definitely I was I did wait in line. For, I even, for one I of these even, things, but it was cool because like they gave out these scratch ticket things. Okay, and um, like a guy like two in front of me won a laptop. Wow. I won like ten free iTunes downloads or some shit like that. <laughs> but it was fun. Yeah. You know, there's a, there's an odd sense of 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 community, That's and what's, true. what's really interesting though too is people make fun of the whole fanboy Apple fanboy thing, but you got to think yeah. about it. The fact that the company can generate that kind of enthusiasm that's a good over point. something like a computer operating system, which couldn't be more boring. Well, I mean, yeah. that's <clears throat> well, look that's at it, interesting. Look at, it, look at it from the other side too. It's like, hey, we're going to come out with Vista, and everybody goes, "Oh, 
fuck? Yeah, exactly. And all Vista was trying to do really was look like OS X. Exactly. So. But what's interesting is like Steve Jobs was talking about the, you know, the cloud stuff and updating all your shit. And he's talking like documents and photos too. Like okay. you take a photo and you get home, it's going to be on your computer. I like that. Okay. That's all right. You know, yeah. it's, it's, it's going to be on your computer. It's going to be on your iPad. Whatever iOS yeah. device you have, everything's going to be the same. And that's yeah. why they rolled out their, their iWork apps for the, um, for the iPhone. Oh, okay. So it's all going to be the same. And what's great, like I've been playing with this thing called Dropbox. Um, it's this, um, it's like a file, like an online file thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've heard And of that. Yeah. I keep a, um, one of the, this, I have a screenwriting program on my phone. Which right. is super handy. And um, it's great because it saves to Dropbox. And then I go home oh, and okay. I go home and I open it up and there it is. It's yeah. fine. And that's what's great. It's just seamless. Yeah. And that's how I want my calendars to be. Yeah. I've been using Google Calendar because Julie and I, we can see each other's calendar, who's where. Oh, okay, I have a calendar good. that I update from my phone for the film school. Right. Okay. So, and Julie's got her work stuff. We have stuff for the kids and everything. So, and to be able to do that with a native application, finally, um, Mm -hmm. is, is going to be great. It just, it just works. It's just simple. Yeah. I mean, I will wait in line for movie tickets. Yeah. You know, but I cannot wait in line for really anything else. (laughs) Honestly, I will order it online and wait for you to ship it to me. Even the iPhone, I got it like two, three weeks after it came out. I still couldn't find one, but I, yeah. I you know, but like I just I can't do it. Uh, Bill was saying that there there were still people um, in May, April, in April, lined up outside the Apple Store waiting for like iPad two scraps to come off the truck. Yeah, it's like come on, dude. Just order one on Amazon, and when it comes in, they'll send it to But the thing is, you. though, the online wait was like, it, it got as bad as, I think it was like six weeks. So that's six weeks you don't have to go stand in front of a store, you know? No, nothing is worth wasting that much time, unless you're a retiree and you got nothing else to do. Or that girl who got someone to pay her, like, a bunch of money for her That's fucking brilliant. That that's was, the only that reason genius. I would stay yeah. in line. Uh, but anyway... That's tech talk. I don't know. Yeah, I just, I can't, I, I love my Macs. I just, I cannot, I can't jump in like all those fucking douchey hipsters. Hey, I'm one of those douchey hipsters. No, you're not. And neither is Andy that listens. You guys just really like them a lot. I know, and I, I really like mine a lot, so much so that I had to give mine a second face. <laughs> but I can't. Like I can't even defend an Xbox over over a PS3 or the other way around because yeah. both of them have merits. The Xbox is unhackable, yeah. <laughs> and the PS3 plays Blu-rays. I, I don't know. See, I'm skipping the whole Blu-ray thing. I think we may own two Blu-ray discs in our house. Yeah, and that's only because they came with the regular DVD version and digital versions. I think I, it's uh, I think I can, it's uh, where the wild things are and the last Harry Potter movie. Oh, okay. But that's that's about it. And uh, I'll just take digital stuff. I don't care if I steal it. Yeah, that's right. Bring it, bitches. <laughs> Bring it. They'll just send you a letter that says ahead. stop send stealing me a letter. it. Fuck you. But still, I like having the physical thing in my hand. Yes. Well, put it away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You just gave Reverend Scott a line. By oh, the way. I know. The whole show's a fucking line for that guy. That's true. He manages to find shit that 
the most innocuous, the most, the most innocent stuff. Anyway, there you go. There's another line. Yeah, I know. So next Tuesday, I'm going to head down to Revere at seven o'clock, and I'm going to watch the extended cut of Lord of the Rings of Fellowship of the Rings. Ooh, maybe I'll come. Okay. I don't. I don't know if they still tickets. Oh, but it's only thirteen fifty. And I wrote to the theater and I said, are you streaming this or are you getting a hard drive delivered with the movie on it? I said, because before I buy tickets, even though I already bought them a week before that, I want to know what kind of quality I'm looking at. What, they're, they're getting a hard drive? They're getting hard drives. So I am all over that shit. Next Tuesday after that, Two Towers. Next Tuesday, four and a half hours of Return of the King. Oh, fuck I that. have the next day off. Fucking... You are not a fan of Lord of the Rings. I'm I'm not. But the extended cuts uh, come out on DVD right like in the middle what of that whole thing. What more is there? What more? No, no, I'm put... not even going to start. What more I'm not even is there? Start. I've seen the extended cuts. I, I, I bought them on DVD, but I've watched on uh, TNT. They show them in high def. But if, what else is there? I mean, it's legitimate like, like legitimate story stuff. Example? Um. Well, in The Hobbit, Bilbo comes across three trolls that are going to eat him, and mm-hmm. he tricks them into right. staying up until sunlight comes up. There's a scene where they camp with the fire that those trolls used, and there's statues there over them, and there's conversation and stuff that goes on there. More about I, It's been a while since I watched Extended Fellowship, honestly. Those movies were long enough for me already. Yeah, don't randle me on this. Oh, Jesus, I know, huh? <laughs> so... But no, it'll be fun because she really likes them. We'll get out. And we'll get to do something as a husband and wife. So we're not filming on. We're not. Shoot, we're not for the next three Tuesdays. On the next three Tuesdays. <laughs> no, that's good to know. Yeah. So why don't we do a break and uh, we'll come back? I have a song I want to play for people after this. So um, we'll be right back. All right. your tone, young lady. Hey, we're not forcing you to download the internet's best, or at least most booze-filled podcast about Glee. You want to be me. Who doesn't, Sue? But we know we can't be. Instead, Erica and Emily, uh, Emily and Erica, who am I? 
I just don't know anymore. I love to stay in chat, but I got a satellite interview. Sorry, we get off topic a lot. The point is, listen to GleeCast following every new episode of Glee. Plus, our sporadic bonus content on some of the greatest bad cinema that incorporates musical theater or sweet dance moves. I'm going to ask you to smell your armpits. The right or the left? That's the smell of failure. Failure smells like dove. Mine has a pleasant lady speed stick scent. Kind of makes me think of candy canes. Your resentment is delicious. Visit gleecast.potomatic.com or search for us in the iTunes store. That's gleecast with a K, part of the palaver.com family. That's P-A-L-A-V-R.com. Boy, the only thing missing from this place is a couple dozen bodies limed and rotting in shallow graves under the floorboards. We're working on that. Hi, Andy's grandma. We're here to record a new episode of Night of the Living Podcast. Is Andy home? Oh, me so sorry. He in the hole right now. You follow me. Oh, Andy's room smells kind of weird. Yeah, really strange. He left his computer on over here, too. Hey, guys, why do you think Andy might have this mask of human skin? That's weird. Maybe you guys know why there's this machete in the corner. His computer's just knife enthusiast websites in American apparel. Oh, wait, there's another website here. Palaver.com. Palaver. Okay, Palaver. Whatever, I think. Palaver. Yeah, he's definitely got the serial killer board up right under uh, Night of the Living podcast discussions. Oh, Jesus. Uh, Maybe we should get the hell out of here. Maybe we should go. Yeah, I think we should. Hey, guys. You ready to record? (laughs) If you're a fan of horror films, you should check out Night of the Living podcast at notlp.com. Dear Mr. Vernon, we accept the fact that we have to sacrifice a few hours a week to podcast about whatever you find important. But we think you're crazy asking us to write an essay telling you who we think we are. You see us as you want to see us, in the simplest terms and the most convenient definitions. But what we found out is that each of us is a podcast about other podcasts. A podcast about television. A podcast about films. A podcast about music. A podcast about books. Does that answer your question? Sincerely yours, The Podcast Podcast. The Podcast Podcast is your one-stop source for all the podcasts on the internet. Each week we have very special guests from some of the best shows on iTunes so that you can decide if you should check them out or keep on moving. Find us at thepodcastpodcast.com or search for us in the iTunes store by looking for me, Fozzie Bear. That's F-O-Z-Z-I-E-B-A-R-E. the digital oh that's not bad yeah. so you would actually get a paper copy of it yeah 
Yeah, we're talking about um, they're going to start doing another thing. When Then I'll stop talking about Apple <laughs> shit. Um, magazines have now come to the um, the operating system, so that's kind of cool. Yeah, you've been talking about that for a so, while. And you can actually, um, within iTunes, you should be able to now do the, um, like, buy books. You weren't able to buy books before through iTunes. No? No. Oh. No, and I guess now you can. So that's Safari on the uh, the web browser on the phone now is going to yeah. have tabbed browsing. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I use Firefox on the phone. Do you really? Yeah. Cause Firefox I can, on the phone? Yeah, I can sync it to... To the stuff on my desktop. But you can do that with Safari, too. I don't use Safari at home. Why? Because Firefox is infinitely better. It's not. So here's a song. Okay. Apparently, the X-Men movie is amazingly good. I want to see that. I do, too. But here's a song uh, called X-Men Born This Way. Um, It's all over the net um, in the last few days. So let's see. uh, It's Magneto singing it. Uh, I yes. saw X-Men First Class. He's dressed up like classic purple and red Magneto. Doesn't matter if you love men or X-M-E-N. Just put your claws up. Because, baby, you're born this way. Professor told me when I was young I was born with superpowers. Put some spandex on There ain't no yellow suits like ours The government thinks that we're a threat They don't have the right to say You can't shoot laser beams out of your head You might have trouble getting laid (laughs) I'm a mutant, not gay I think I made a mistake But I'm an X-Man, baby I was born this way Hide yourself in our school Iceman keeps it so cool We are the X-Men, baby We were born this way In Blackbird, fly away Blow your mind just like Jean Grey Baby, we were born this way Havoc's gonna save the day With blast plasma ray The X-Men, baby We were born this way Raise up your claws like Wolverine Or let it out with a banshee scream Red, blue steel or hairy chest Skinny paws or diamond breasts Pick your super abilities Killed your friends or families Just lay low with us today Cause baby, you're kinda stuck this way No matter good, bad or both Team X or Team Magneto We can be best friends except for that douchebag Pyro Made a movie again Wolverine Origins Was a fluke now First class is an epic win Blackbird, fly away, blow your mind. We are the X Men, baby. We were born this way. Nice, pretty impressive, huh? Not bad at all. Yeah. Um, oh, I, I've muted it, but he uh, pretends to move the microphone with his magneto powers. Yeah, very cool. That was funny. Yeah, I like that. Um, all right, so. Let's just get into the stuff, huh? All right. Let's do some news. All right, see oh, I actually do. wrote down shit I wanted to talk about. Really? Yeah. Right, well, other I'll, than Apple shit. I'll play this Anderson Cooper thing. and right, um, I will find my list. It's ridiculous. And tonight we're adding a gentleman by the name of William Tapley. But you probably know him by his other names. I'm your host, William Tapley, also known as the third eagle of the apocalypse and the co-prophet of the end times. It's quite a resume, isn't it? Uh, quite a resume, indeed. And William is putting it to good use, making dozens upon dozens of videos and posting them on YouTube for a show he calls Revelation Unraveled. Bravo TV, it ain't. 
Hidden amongst this veritable avalanche of videos is an expose in which William gets to the bottom of what's going on at the Denver International Airport. This program is a continuation of my series on the Denver International Airport, and especially the murals and the art contained therein. Because they are evil, they are signs of Satanism, and on this program I will point out that many of them are phallic symbols. Dun, dun, dun. Say what now? <laughs> I, I know what you're thinking. This sounds like another crazy conspiracy theory from some loon on the Internet. But before we rush to judgment, let's hear the man out, because it just so happens William has some evidence. Oh, yeah. This sign on the penguin's cage constitutes a phallic symbol. Please notice that the Latin name for this bird includes the word impanus. Now, that is not accidental. The bird standing upright is phallic. The shape of the sign is phallic. And even the name is phallic. It's a rectangle. Wow. <laughs> Maybe his right. dick so is he's rectangular. Able to find one example. He's able to find one example. Big deal. It doesn't prove any... What? I like oh, what he laughs at example. people. Okay, yeah. roll the tape. Many of the shapes on the horse's tail and mane are phallic shapes. All right, two examples. Big deal. It's not like the whole outdoor baggage handling area is in the shape of a phallus. The outdoor baggage handling area <laughs> is in the shape of a phallus. Let's take a closer look. Up here we see the testicle area, and then out here the phallus. Well, I guess it kind of could be. Imagine what he sees in the clouds. <laughs> now, I must say, I don't find William's argument all that convincing, and I'm kind of disappointed because I looked into his catalog of work, and generally his theories are spot on. You will not be raptured if you are using condoms. The topic of this program is why a woman should not be president of the United States. <laughs> the news media is demonic. Michelle Obama dressed up as a leopard in this year's White House Halloween party. I thought this was very unusual. World War III, don't blame me. Throw some water, food, and fuel immediately. He even sings. So here's to you, third eagle of the apocalypse, co-prophet of the end times. For all your good work, you're cleared for landing on the ridiculous. Wow, that was good. That was wow. good. Wow, talk about, now that's a guy who really should be spending his time like waiting outside of an Apple store because he's got way too much <laughs> yeah, he's, free time. He's got nothing, nothing going that's on there. But, so he talked about Satanists, right? I want to read this. Uh, this was sent, I think Randy sent this to us, How Satanists See Death. You probably won't hear Amazing Grace at a Satanist funeral, but you just might hear My Way by Frank Sinatra, because they're nothing if not predictable. A researcher from Concordia University recently published a journal article with some rare access to high-level Satanists exploring what they think about death and dying. This gets a little weird, like, like hypocritical in a way. Right. Uh, members of the Church of Satan are traced back to Anton LaVey, who in 1966 founded the church in San Francisco. He is also the author of the canon of sorts for the group, The Satanic Bible, first published in 1969. Today, the church is based in New York, and membership numbers are hard to come by. They're having a devil of a time. <laughs> Maybe they should stop serving angel food cake. Oh, go to hell. <laughs> One of the main tenets of the faith is atheism. So Satanists are atheists. That's hmm. that's idiotic to the nth degree. Say the stupid people. 
<laughs> yeah, that, I mean... That, uh, Not just a disbelief in God, but also in the devil or Satan. Satanists believe God is an invention of man and instead deify themselves. So they're not actually Satanists, if that's the case. They call themselves gods. They're not Satanists. They're assholes. Yeah. <laughs> According to the official website of the Church of Satan, we oh, I should I should have had a, a vocal effect on for this, but we Satan, Satan, Satan. <laughs> we Satanists are thus our own gods, and as beneficent deities, we can offer love to those who deserve it and deliver our wrath within reasonable limits, upon those who seek to cause us or that which we, which we cherish harm. Uh, the author of the journal article explained further, members of the Church of Satan, that is, Satanists, assert that they are a life-affirming religion, yet reject the notion of an external mystical dimension and a spiritual afterlife, yet retain a particular understanding of a worldly afterlife, which also actively while also actively engaging in ritual practices infused with death imagery. Basically, it's like a regional manager convention for Hot Topic. Yeah, pretty much. Holt writes that even though the Church of Satan does not believe in a physical afterlife, neither heaven nor hell, their doctrine speaks to a practitioner living on in this world through the life they led by building on their own charismatic display of autonomy and exhibiting mastery in their respective fields. Individuals increase the likelihood of more people remembering them after death. That's, that's a tenet of their faith. That's how to become famous. Yeah. Satanists are. So, so they're the head of their church is actually the guy who uh, runs TMZ pretty much. Yes. Satans are literally creating their own afterlife in the memories of those they have affected. Well, you know what? So do I every day when I talk to somebody. Who knows who's going to remember what about you when you exactly. die? After a long, I remember you if you have a <laughs> pentagon, a <laughs> pentacle, you know, etched into your forehead. Yes, also remember that crazy fucking guy that that saw dicks everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> After a long back and forth between home. I'm an old man and I see <laughs> cock wherever I go. And two high level clergy in the church of Satan, the two Satanists agreed to speak as official representatives of the church. Wow, that's pretty badass to be saying that you represent Satan. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll talk for him. That's cool. He's uh, in the bathroom now. But uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I can answer your questions. That's cool. Uh, hold on. Let me uh, just. Get off this puppy's throat. And and my high horse. Yeah. The Satanists gave the researcher unique insights into how they saw death in their own funerals. Warlock JPL, which I think stands for, um, what's his fucking name, that douchebag with his torpedo of truth? Oh, Charlie Sheen. Yeah, hey, we forgot about him. I'm trying. Um, states that a secular ceremony containing no religious elements would be acceptable but outward signs of his religious affiliation are unnecessary. He would like to be remembered fondly by loved ones and for his life to be celebrated. Similarly, Reverend J.R. agrees that those whom he knew and loved should attend his funeral. I'm not really seeing too many differences here. The funerary details are to be decided by family, however, as a strictly endogamous man. <laughs> There's a word. <laughs> There's a lot of words. <laughs> the Reverend maintains that his funeral would naturally be satanic in nature, if not in strict ritual. 
See, that's not interesting. <clears throat> no, it's got, this is kind of boring. Let me finish it. The memory of Reverend J.R.'s father is an example of satanic afterlife. It was the father's life that is important, not his death, and the imprint of that life on his loved ones creates a posthumous legacy. The Reverend informs me that his father requested Frank Sinatra's My Way to be played at his funeral. Reverend J.R. expresses that he felt his father had lived up to the sentiment of the song, a sentiment the Reverend shares in his own life. The communications between Holt, uh, that's who wrote the article on the Satanist, stretches over four years. Holt said she deliberately left out identifying details like occupation and geographic location about the two Satanists. The wall of privacy seems to have helped the Satanists to open up about their thoughts on death. You know what? This sounds like a couple of guys sitting around in black t-shirts going, um, yeah, we're Satanists. We, um, you know, when, um, when we die, we're just, um, you know, we'll be dead. I hope you think of us when we're gone. Um, yeah. Um, you but, guys have a great day. See, here's the thing. Here's the thing. From a logical standpoint, <sighs> Satan comes from the Bible. Right. You can't be a Satanist and disavow Satan and God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Right. You can't be an atheistic Satanist. No. And because believing in Satan is just the same thing as believing in God. That's yeah, just... you cannot have one without the other. Right. I'll believe in Yang, but fuck, fuck that Yang. Yeah. Oh, guy's a douche. He's a Yang. So here's another one. Um, I think we should just play this and not say anything. Okay. I'm Chris Robinson. Robinson. No. Every day. I've muted it, but unfortunately, we have to still listen to it. So it's only three more seconds here, and then. Uh, then we'll get to the next important. Here we go. Movers, a truck, and an armed deputy, all while a nervous homeowner stands by and waits. This is normally what you'd see when a person's being foreclosed on and their property seized by a bank. But today, it's the other way around. They've ignored our calls, ignored our letters. Um, legally, this is the next step to, to get my clients compensated. A Collier County judge said Bank of America had to pay Maureen Nayerjes and her husband's legal fees after the bank tried to foreclose on their Golden Gate Estates property, but they paid cash. The courts agreed they never had a mortgage to begin with. After more than five <laughs> months, the bank still hadn't paid up. So the homeowner's attorney did just what the bank would do to get their money, seize their assets. I instructed the deputy to go in and take uh, desks, computers, copiers, uh, filing cabinets, uh, including cash in the drawers. Outside the bank, several deputies stood by <laughs> with legally robbing a bank. ready to start That's hauling awesome. out the bank's office supplies and furniture. Inside, the homeowner's attorney was locked out of the bank manager's office by deputies, while the bank manager tried to figure out what to do. He was visibly shaken. I, I, <laughs> You know, having two sheriff's deputies sitting across your desk and a lawyer uh, standing up behind them, you know, demanding whatever assets are in the bank, it can be intimidating. But so is having your home foreclosed on when it uh, wasn't right. After about an hour, the bank finally cut a check. As a foreclosure defense attorney, this is sweet justice because th this is a symptom of a larger problem. And then the audio just cuts out there. He keeps talking, but the audio cuts out. So they didn't have a mortgage through Bank of America, but they decided to foreclose on them anyway. How do they even have them in their system? I don't fucking know. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. But that's that's great. I told them to take copiers and yeah. all kinds of stuff. That's awesome. All right. Here's another one. Pastor David Edwin Radke 
was arrested on charges that he sexually assaulted a 16-year-old foreign exchange student who was sharing his home. Uh, where was the foreign exchange student from? I don't know. Why? I don't know. Maybe it matters. <laughs> well, so if she's from France, it's not okay? And if she's from the well, Ukraine, yeah. it is? Yes, it's exactly what I mean. Okay. Um, who was sharing that the girl went to authorities after Radke admitted the crime to his family and then asked for forgiveness. You know what gives forgiveness? Jail. Yeah. Of well, course. you know how we could avoid this whole thing? Don't fucking do it. <laughs> According to the charge, Radke inappropriately touched a 16-year-old student from Spain that has been... Res- how did he reach her from Spain? He's, he's go-go gadget arms. That has been residing at his home in Gibbon, Minnesota since August 2010. <laughs> the bitch wouldn't leave. <laughs> On May 17th, she allegedly awoke to Radke assaulting her. Screaming, this is your wake-up call. Yeah, I guess so. Radke was arrested while visiting Zion Lutheran Church in Clayman, where he was seeking a job. He... Look, this is just the way I wake people. I grab their tits. Hey, I want to be a priest. I thought I was doing the right thing. I'm sorry, I thought you were a boy. <laughs> He's the pastor at a St. Peter's Lutheran Church in Gibbon. The gall of this man is astounding. He allegedly molested a young girl and then told his wife about the abuse. His wife confronted the victim and asked for forgiveness. I'm sure they leveraged the whole Christian forgiveness angle, too. And the sad thing is it was probably some kind of religious exchange student program thing. Probably. Right? If found guilty, Radke faces 15 years of anal rape in prison on each count. Oh, wait, I added that one part. (laughs) That's a hell of a price to pay for a back rub. The victim told investigators that Radke often asked to give her back massages, which sometimes caused her to go to sleep. So what, did he choke her out? He's a Vulcan. Radke says he will take full responsibility for his actions. If that is true, and this is what the article says, if that is true, I expect him to plead guilty and serve the recommended prison sentence. That is taking full responsibility for your actions. I did it. Wait, I got to go to jail. Oh, shit, really? Yeah. Can, Uh, Can we talk about Wiener, Weiner, Wiener, and his Wiener? Sure, because um, it's only fair that we do. Yeah, no, it's only fair that we do. And you know what? Quite frankly, quite frankly, it's nobody's fucking business. Did he didn't actually do anything with any of these girls? Did he? Right. It he was, never it met. Was it all... even, even if he did, it doesn't fucking matter. You know what? It's nobody's business. No, I feel the same way about the Clinton thing. Exactly. Like, here's here's where it starts to make a difference to me when when. Say, you know, this is just a hypothetical. Clinton was actually a little bit worse because he did use his position of power. And well, that's he was true. The White House, where he got his Hummer and all that. Bullshit. That's true. Okay, but did this it affect just... his job? Now, the thing, the, this, this is my, this is my thing here. If he was trying to legislate against sexual misconduct stuff like that, like sexting and stuff, but, like we have people that are adamantly saying. Oh, well, gay people can't get married. And then they right. go and fuck, fuck boys. Yeah. Well, that's just then, hypocritical. But then this guy's just like, you know what? For one thing, sexting, for some people, though, it's just like, oh, it's immoral. I got fucking news for you. It's, okay? it's a lot more common than people would like to admit. It's also called free speech. If I'm having a conversation with somebody and I want to, 
you know, talk about what I want to do to them over a text message. Yeah. So fucking be it. This yeah. guy's a grown man. All right. These were adults. Yeah. These people were that these women were not like subordinates to him or anything like that. No, he, he didn't even his, know a lot. Exactly. Of them. He wasn't using his powers. Center. The only fucking person's business this shit is, is Mrs. Wiener. Now, okay? what an unfortunate name. <laughs> I know. Now, we haven't heard anything. If she gets mad enough, he's going to miss his wiener. So, (laughs) really, it's nobody's fucking business. See, but the thing is, though, fucking hypocrites in this country. Oh, it's immoral, and what he was doing was wrong, and blah, blah, blah. Give me a fucking break. I knew. Because these are the same people who are watching all these bullshit bachelor shows and (laughs) biggest fucking hypocrites. Yeah. When Breitbart, when Andrew Breitbart was the one that broke the story, you, you could smell the shit, the bullshit from, from 10 miles away. Oh, you, everybody you knew. knew. Oh, my you know, Twitter you know, account was You know hacked. why this was this? Well, see, I don't I don't like the fact that he lied about it. He's He, to me, is like one of the straight shooters. He will get up and say, fuck you, you're an idiot. You yeah. can't do that. And then he lied to everybody because he panicked. Of course, oh, he's I know he he's did, but still, my my opinion you know? of him dropped a little bit because he should have just said, "Yeah, I did it. I he, talked to my wife." We're you know cool. what? Though, let's be. He did what he reacted. I think the way ninety percent of people would oh, react. Oh, of course. No, 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 I didn't do it. Yeah, but I you know, you know why they went after him? Because he's a Democrat. No, because he's the most outspoken. He's we play. We we've, we've played multiple clips yeah. from this guy before. He is like. It was him and Grayson. They were the two that like spoke out the most. That said what you know what yeah. they were thinking. Um, I I don't know, but I, mean, I don't I don't think it's 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 anybody's business. I'm, I'm trying wise. to I'm trying to to toe the line here because I don't want to be hypocritical when we um, start talking about anybody else. Maybe in the rest of the show, I would say the same thing if it was a Republican. <laughs> and I'll be honest with you, I formed my opinion about this guy when I heard about this, and I was barely paying attention to it. Mm. I didn't even care what 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 party he's with. Yeah. It's just like you know what, leave the fucking guy alone. He's got to go home and deal with this shit. I you think know, since he, he's he fucking around on the internet, he didn't physically act on any of it. I he, mean, but you he, know what? But, no, no. Let me finish. He's not a a family values type of candidate exactly. he's not he a morals like candidate that. so right. he hasn't he hasn't become so, a hypocrite on his campaign plank so even if he did even if he fucked one of these women yeah which uh spitzer did and now he's got a fucking brilliant show you know what <laughs> but it's like who the fuck cares like no, the republicans nobody's do. fucking business yeah the Republicans are just psyched that it's a democrat it's like thank god it's not one of ours finally well that's because he was talking to women yeah so, anyways, I think it's a it's it's a bullshit story. I don't like it. I don't. I don't. I, I lost respect the for the guy, guy alone because he lied. I had know. no opinion of the guy one way or the other. I Never. liked him, so I don't know. I honestly, I haven't been paying that close attention to Bull it. Fucker got caught. That's his only thing. Yeah, yeah, dope. Yeah, you don't get caught. <laughs> Erase your history, dumbass. Yeah. So um we have a state representative called Ryan Fatman. That's awesome. No. No, well, the name no is it's funny. not. This was sent to me today. Yeah. So it says uh Massachusetts GOP state representative Ryan Fatman, F A T T M A N he gets bored halfway through because he's tired has such contempt for illegal immigrants that he believes undocumented women who are raped should be afraid to go to the police yesterday the worcester telegram and gazette 
reported on Fatman's incendiary comments. I'm sure it's Fatman, but I'm saying Fatman. Uh, what the fuck? I think a cake is done. Oh, Jesus Christ, George. He always forgets what we're doing. Uh, will you tell him what time? I don't know what time. Like 11. All right. Um, sorry, everybody. Personal business. Um, incendiary comments. Well... Which he made while defending a controversial federal immigration program that many say will damage the relationship between law enforcement and immigrant communities. Uh, Mass Governor Deval Patrick has refused to join the program out of concern that immigrants who are victims of violent crimes will be afraid to report them and seek help. Mr. Fatman dismissed concerns of some law enforcement officials cited by the governor who said using local police to enforce immigration laws could discourage reporting of crime by victims who are illegal immigrants. I could I could understand that maybe right. Okay. Um, asked if he would be concerned that a woman without legal immigration status was raped and beaten as she walked down the street might be afraid to report the crime to police. Mister Fatman said he was not worried about those implications. My thought is that if someone is here illegally, they should be afraid to come forward for anything. If you do it the right way, you don't have to be concerned about these things, he said, referring to obtaining legal immigrant immigration status. I'd agree with the fat man. No, because... No, it, just that sentence. Which one? The sentence that, you know, if you do things the right way, I don't, there's a right I don't way think, to come I don't think it country. matters if you're here legally or illegally. The person that has done it to you... I'm not, that's not, I'm not talking about the rape. I'm talking about the immigration status. Well, we're not, that's not, that's, that's sort of almost the point. Instead of helping rape victims, the new federal program would have police turn them directly over to the federal government to be deported. Fatman believes this is exactly what should happen. Mr. Fatman, I think they just like his name, acknowledged that people could be deported after an arrest, even if they are not convicted of a crime. Under the program in use in more than 30 states. But here's the thing. Hold on. Let me just get through the whole thing. While citizens have the right to be viewed as innocent until found guilty in court, he said, I don't think that principle extends to illegal immigrants. He said he has no concerns about racial profiling by police. He's he's kind of... Yeah, he's kind of a douche, but I mean, he's, he's... According to Fatman, I got one paragraph left here, I think. Um, yeah, uh, deporting undocumented immigrants who have not committed a crime is more important than deterring violent crime or helping rape victims. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. And I innocent until proven guilty isn't the only principle he doesn't think should apply to illegal immigrants. Apparently, basic human decency is only a luxury American citizens should enjoy. Fat man is such a radical that he believes American-born children of illegal immigrants should be deported with their parents, which would be in direct violation of the Fourteenth Amendment. See, that's iffy because, like, you keep the family together. I don't know. I'm we not. we have an email that we're going to get to in a little bit um, that that came in like minutes ago about immigration and illegal immigration and honestly like i think i said in the last show that i have no strong feelings one way or the other because it doesn't affect me directly and i haven't i haven't looked so i just took up the opposite side you did i don't know if i said that part but i took the the opposite side of the argument which we do from time to time so i don't know i don't know do you want to read that email now no, we'll, we'll save it. We'll okay. save it because it, it, it doesn't directly go with that, but 
it, it um I, I want to do this one, this community article. NBC tried to nix the D and D episode. Was that the one community. where the dude was going to kill himself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's one of the, I to, it to was, me. That's what it was. One of my favorite episodes. Yeah, but I thought it was a little heavy for the show. Well, yeah. I mean, you had to get Pierce into the darkest part of his character so that you know he could be he could come out the other side. Yeah, but you know what? It's it's a, a very special episode. That kind of shit. Every episode of Community is a very special episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, part yeah. of the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fanboy. You just hate everything. There's an episode of South Park that everything. just aired that you should watch. Fuck South Park. Kyle is diagnosed with cynicism, and it's called the Hauser effect, which was really weird. Is it really? No, that would be so should fucking be. cool. No, you'd still hate it. Um, I'm not a big fan of South Park. They, the studio and the network, were so upset about the crime of this episode having been written, not anything particular, just the whole episode. The notes session as a whole was preceded by a 45-minute period of them walking around in the lot whispering to each other. They told me they would come up to my office and meet me privately. Let me just go down and and make sure that I'm telling you who this is. This is Dan Harmon, the executive producer on Community Talking. Um, when they came up, I had the director and all the writers in the office with me because I was terrified. They sat down and they said, look, where do we start? I couldn't believe this was happening. I was like, this is the opposite of how you should feel right now. This is a great episode. We're going to get a 1.7 no matter what. We will build our ratings in other ways. The episode is not about credit cards. It's not about Hillary Duff. It's going to get the same numbers. There's a cultural build to a hit show. We have to prove to people that we're capable of good things so that they can trust us so that we can have a relationship. One day we will either be a highly rated show or we'll be canceled. It will not have to do with this moment. This episode is good. The story is good. These characters are good. Anyone who doesn't tune in because the commercial says they're playing Dungeons and Dragons is not my fault. It's not on me. It was just... It was such a depressing note session because they didn't even have any notes on the story. They just didn't want it to exist. This is like all real personal stuff with the guy at at this point. He says, I took a photograph of my eyes driving home that day at 3 p.m. because I was leaving work early. I looked in my rearview mirror and I was crying. More than crying, I was red eyes, tears streaming, weeping. And I was weeping out of self-pity and frustration like a child weeps when he doesn't understand his parents' rules. Why can't I have ice cream when I ate my liver? I took a photo of it so I could show it to them between seasons because, as I told my girlfriend when I get home, I think I'm going to have to quit my own show because I can't operate under these circumstances. I can't be this proud of something that the people paying me to do it are ashamed of. It will never work. We'll never achieve anything. It'll never connect. So that's how uh, it says that's how NBC almost killed the show, but it doesn't really explain. It really doesn't give you any information. There's a f- except that he was upset. Right. There's a full interview over at the AV Club, which is which is where the interview was done. Um, but that's a good tease that will get me to um, to read the rest of the article, and I will do my best to try to remember to link to that. Um, I like that episode. The only episode I really didn't like was the quote Star Wars episode. Yeah, that was weak. Yeah, the Western one I thought was the Western was one I thought good. was brilliant. I think that was the best episode of the season. It should have only been one episode. Yeah. It should have ended, or they should have continued the whole Western thing. Yeah. But whatever. Whatever. 
Um, one more here. Um, everybody remembers Gabrielle Giffords. Yep. Um, I said somebody, somebody we were talking on the forums, and like everybody forgot about her nice and quick. I'm like, oh, I was going to wait until the shuttle launch happened, <laughs> and then we didn't get to the story. Yeah. Um, but it says she may not return to Congress, and she's having a hard time talking. Well, she got shot in the head. Yeah, but I mean, everybody was so happy and so gung ho. She was, she was doing well. She was progressing along. Yeah, she's plateaued, but she's alive and she can communicate. Yeah, and she did go and she saw her husband off. And you know what? I really, really appreciate. Sometimes, sometimes there's no tact in society. I didn't see a single picture of her. What do you mean? What going to watch the shuttle launch? Her husband's shuttle launch. There were there was there weren't pictures of her bandaged up or in a wheelchair or whatever. You didn't see any of that. Okay, it was just she went. They showed the plane that she landed in, and That's that a was good it. Thing. Yeah, no, I I'm yeah. very surprised in this day and age where we oh we got to see Bin Laden's body. Yeah. I want to see where where the eyeball go that you shot. Blech. I want to see that. So this is um. Wouldn't you want to see Bin Laden's pictures of Bin Laden's dead body? I do, but I I don't need it to prove anything. I'm I don't just, need to prove I'm just, anything. I'm just, I just morbidly think. curious. Yeah, me too. That, that's the only reason I would want to. Uh, it says, an aide says, U.S. Representative Gabrielle Gifford struggles to communicate, and it remains unclear whether she will be able to return to work five months after being shot in the head. It's only been five months. Time flies when you're shot in the wow, head. Wow, it seems like it's been a year. Chief of Staff Pia Carasone, Carasone, Carasone Pia, tells the Arizona Republic that Giffords uses hand gestures and facial expressions to communicate because she still struggles to find words and put together sentences. She says it's too early to say whether she will resume her position in Congress. She says they have until May 2012 to decide. An interview with Pia published in the Republic on Thursday provides the most up-to-date details on her condition. Uh, And then she uh, survived the Tucson shooting rampage. Loftner um by the way uh we i had this as a tab um found not fit to stand trial Hmm. i guess i guess he's been ranting like a lunatic lately now what do you think of um of of studios that say i want you to make x movie x kind of movie like next like next big thing yeah like harry potter's really popular Find me the next Harry Potter, and then you end up with you know, Legend the Lightning of, the, thief. of the Seeker. Yeah, the Lightning Thief, and like really like Spiderwick Chronicles stuff like that, low grade stuff. Movies, not not the books, but you know. Yeah. Do you think that studios are right when they say, "Oh, I want the next," and you know, we'll use the title from here. I want the next Star Wars. Okay. Well, I don't. It's... I don't think you can. Sit down and create that. I don't see how that's possible. Like Rowling didn't sit down when she wrote Harry Potter. She had no idea it was going to become what it was. Right. You know, Lucas had no idea that was going to Indiana Jones. There might have been an idea with Indiana Jones because you had Harrison Ford, but you don't sit down and create. Yeah, there's no way of knowing. There's no no way of knowing what's going to what's going to take. So right. So. But you know, I, if I was if I was Damon Lindelof, I'd be like, I'm, I'll take your money because Disney gave him a lot of money to create the quote next Star Wars. Okay, great. So they're going to give him a lot of money to come up with something that he will get is paid. going to be yes. iconic and sweeping and 
um, have 30 years of longevity. Um, so, and if they want to pay him to sit down and come up with ideas, yeah, fuck yeah, I'd take that check in a minute. Yeah, how many things have, have lived on and are still viable 30 years later? Like entertainment properties. Star Trek, Star Wars. What What else? The Simpsons is getting up there. Simpsons is Simpsons almost is, 30 years. Simpsons is getting up there. But um, there's there's not many things. There's not many franchises that... No, that I mean, but like also, I Godzilla. mean, in the, in the same... Yeah, Godzilla. Yeah, but by that same token... I mean, you've got comic books and you've got... Yeah. You know, you've got iconic characters there that have... That's true. You know, been able to, you know, live on for more than 30 years, 40, 50, right, 60 right. years, some of them. Right, but so, they still they're still having stuff made about them. Like, you know, everybody knows who Godzilla is. There was a big space where there weren't movies, then there were a bunch, then now there there hasn't that's been That's fine, but Star Wars you know, still has, you know, an extended universe and there's games and there's books and there's Well, true, but all I mean it, uh, Clone what, uh, Wars and yeah, stuff like but that. It, so it it's, survived from 84 to, you know, the 90s with nothing. There were conventions there. Yes. Yeah, but it was still it was still there. Yeah. You know, there was so, people knew who it was. People knew what it was, and all that kind of thing. Right. I mean, I think it's 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 a lot of pressure. I mean, Definitely. personally, I think that whoever the idea was, you know, whoever sat down and said, you know what, we'll get Damon Lindelof to come along and 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 create something great. Yeah. Okay. You know that Lindelof's agent was just like, just take the fucking check, take yeah, the fucking take check. It. If it we'll doesn't figure, work, we'll figure it out later. Just take the fucking. All check. he's got to do is is produce an idea. Yeah. Doesn't he? Right. So. so what it says here. How is, much are they uh, going to give him? I don't know. Let's see. Uh, Harry Potter is almost over. So, what will be the next big family friendly blockbuster movie series? Uh, Disney hopes that lost writer Damon Lindelof, ha- I'm glad you said his name first, by the way, <laughs> has the next big science fiction idea, and it's called 1952. Okay. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it doesn't grab me. Just going off the title. If I saw okay. that on a poster, I'd think, well, that's kind of boring. Is but you would have no idea. I mean, think about how many things you see just off, of, I mean, Lilo and Stitch. There's so many things that you look at the poster and go, hmm, I don't know. Unless yeah. you, unless no, know, you know, know. I'm, giving them, I'm giving them a hard time. Unle- unless you look at it and go, oh, wait a minute, this person's behind you. Right. Oh, all right. Oh, this. And then, you know, once you but fill see, it I out. But see, I don't care so much who's behind something as how entertaining it looks. But, but I'll tell you, you know what? If I saw a poster that just said 1952, yeah. I'd be like, okay, I'm kind of curious. I'm going to go look at what that is. And if I saw Damon Lindelof's name attached, I'd mm. be like, Okay, you still got me. What, what, what I mean, else? You I'll, got? I'll be the douche in the room, and I'll say I wouldn't know who that is. It would it okay. would be well, vaguely I mean, I, familiar I in the back is. of my Damon head. Damon Lindelof, he, he, he's right. Know, but if if it was somebody there. like like that was involved with Doctor Who or Battlestar, I'd okay. be like, oh, so, okay, all right, all right, I got you. So, yeah. but but that's the thing. It's just like just seeing the name is, yeah. Then you find. I mean, it's like like a million years ago when they had those Forrest Gump ads. Nobody had any idea what the fuck that movie was about. That's true. All right, it was yeah. just it was just billboards. Forrest Gump. Right, right. And then you find out, oh, wait a minute, it's a movie with Tom Hanks. And it is only a working title for this. Exactly. Too. It says, uh, Deadline is reporting that Disney has just made Lindelof a seven-figure deal to write and produce. Good oh, for okay. him. So he's got to produce it. Uh, a large-scale sci-fi feature that can play to a family audience. And you could get something like, you know, Back to the Future, which they mentioned there, or you could get Mars Needs Moms. 
Or yeah, exactly. But I mean, it's it's hit or miss. No one who knows what the fuck is going to be popular. Yeah. There's no way of knowing that. Right. So this is basically the next Potter Star Wars or Back to the Future. The only thing we know about this mysterious project is the working title 1952, which probably means nothing. It's probably the year he was born. Yeah. Um, I don't know how old he is, but I'm just saying. And we're not putting too much credence in that. Anyway, Lindelof is from the J.J. Abrams School of Fake Working Titles and Secrets. How's it a fake working title if it's a working title? Well, a working title could have something to do with the thing as opposed to a fake working title, which has nothing to do with the thing. Yeah, it's still a working title, though, isn't it? Um the, every no working title has to actually be. A he was hint. born in. He was born in seventy three. Oh, okay. Yeah, I knew. I thought he was. Young. Well, maybe it was his dad then. I could see that. Um, no, well, no. That, that would make him uh, eighteen. Yeah, that's possible. My mom was eighteen. Anyway, uh, it could be years until we find out what this new endeavor is really about. But until then, I leave it in your hands. What sort of film does the public want now? What's the next Potter or Star Wars? My money's on Hunger Games. That's what the article says. What the fuck is Hunger Games? Hunger Games is a trilogy. Yeah. And it's about this. Um, Olivia read it. Julie read it. I may actually start reading it. What um, age group is it initially written for? Um, probably early to probably the same like Harry Potter crowd. Okay. Like okay. when Harry Potter started. Because I've seen the cast for it. And it's immense. So it's a great cast. Yeah, it's a big yeah. cast. And it's basically, it's about, um, the it's a post-apocalyptic kind of time. Um, there's, uh, like the country is separated into these districts and food is scarce, big, you know, big brother government kind of thing. Okay. And what they do is um, each district needs to send um, two, I think they send two people to the Hunger Games. And if the... Uh, um, they all compete, and it's to the death. Okay. Okay, and they send kids. If you're over the age of 12, you, um, you're you eligible to be picked to go to these Hunger Games. Okay, so they basically mash together Battle Royale, Doomsday, and The Running Man. Exactly. So, I mean, okay. every story comes from everywhere else. So Right. Um, but, I mean, it's I haven't read the stories, so I'm just kind of giving you what I okay. know from talking to Olivia. And um, the main character, Katniss, um, this chick, she's um, kind of a badass. Um, and she takes the place of her sister who was supposed to go. Okay. She takes her sister. You can take someone's place in the games. Oh, all right. So, all right. and it's basically th- th- the story of the games and what, ha- I don't know what happens, but that's kind of, it kind of gives you a little bit of a picture of okay. what you're looking at. Um, the books are supposedly fantastic. I know adults and kids alike who, who, huh. who love it much in the same way that, you know Harry Potter, and there's okay. huge, huge following for this movie. I've just, I've just been way too busy to get involved in so, anything new. Yeah. So, so, um, so yeah. let's see, let's see what some of the people suggested, and then we'll go to break for um, what the next big thing is going to be. And the first dummy says steampunk three times. Oh, there's only two replies to this. And the next person says no, we've had steampunk shoved down our throats for over a decade. <laughs> what we need now is some ray gun gothic. You're all idiots. Yeah. Steampunk is only interesting to a very small group of people. I don't. I don't. I don't know. See what what's tough about getting the next big thing is you're not going to have something like like a Star Wars or a Harry Potter. You can't predict it. You can't predict it. I mean, you you might have. Who's to say what? I mean, really think about it. If if ten years ago or fifteen years ago when she started cranking out these books, yeah. 
oh, it's about a little boy who mm. finds out he's a wizard and he goes to wizarding school. Yeah. And you know what? And the stories. That's why it was rejected 75 exactly. times. You know, and the whatever. stories are so much. There's so much more. I think yeah. that I think that the next Star Wars is Harry Potter. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. it's a broad enough world. There's a whole world there. There's, there's so That's much true. there. And she's already talking you know? about dipping back in. Exactly. It. You could, you could, and, and 30 years from now, you could see people doing, you know, quote unquote extended universe books. You take, oh, yeah. a, you could take like any character, the fucking kid who plays Pop Pop in Community, you could take his <laughs> and, and follow his it's, path. It's magnitude. Whatever. I couldn't All remember right. his name. <laughs> but. But that's the thing. Like, like I don't, I don't understand why someone hasn't licensed the licensed the rights to do a um, American wizarding school because it would, you know what? Because it would not. It, it'd be terrible. It would be terrible. You could do Canada. No, you could, as we know, they don't have would, scientists. Because then it would be like Degrassi. It'd be like, oh, it kind of looks like this should be a TV show, but it's <laughs> there's something wrong with it. Yeah, what yeah. is it? Oh, I get it. Yeah. It's Canadian, yeah. You know where their video is just a little too sharp. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So, um, it's not twenty nine point nine. But taking seven that, but taking a wizarding second. school is just not going to do. It. And they've had like those lightning thief books are great. Yeah. Okay. Um, you, the the problem Aragon and stuff like that. The problem is they don't put the money into it. They dumped a fuck ton of money into Harry Potter. Yeah. Hey, let's get Chris Columbus because apparently he still commands a high paycheck. Well, the thing is, though, they they, they picked him because he worked well with kids, and I saw Honestly, a lot of the. Uh, he's the worst thing that that that's ever happened in the movie well, series. The thing is, I though, think. I saw a lot of like behind the scenes shooting stuff with that. He says, if you look like we had to almost do like like a line and a you know would be a take. A line would be because the kids uh, they're young and they're they're all like kind of first timers. I mean, Radcliffe yeah. was the only one who had done anything. Yeah, and it was just like that's why you see so many like quick cuts I in those noticed that. those those first movies because they're just they had to take them from different angles or who started yeah. laughing or something like that. Yeah. And they worked really hard. And and someone like Chris Columbus in that situation where the kids are so young is I mean that's that's a layer of of something that you need. That's okay, yeah. So I, I do. and I thought that those early movies were were good. They were fine because you gotta remember if those early movies sucked, all right? Yeah, Chris Columbus. You blame yeah, but him it was it was alone. it was at the height of of you know they they waited just long enough to put those out that they were like super popular. I mean, they gained as time went on. But you know on, what but, though? But they could have also sucked. The Hunger Games is a super popular book. Yeah. Okay. Well, Aragon was too. Yeah, and they but those could also that. suck. Yeah. So I mean, there's but the thing no is, look, looking back, his vision of the Hogwarts castle sets, he was he he got a third of what other people built off of. But also they probably, I mean, they could, the following movies, mm. I don't think that he was too small in his scope. I think I, that, I do. I think I, that he, he could have expanded like just vistas and, and stuff. I don't know. But you know what? Though? I have to watch you also, you also need to, to, to focus. The story is, mm. is these kids. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I think that, it need to have that intimacy of focusing on these kids. Yeah, but there was no real so, danger for him at the time. I mean, oh, a troll, a three-headed dog, a dude's head on the back of somebody else's head. But the thing that's is, that's the time is, where you set up your geography in, in in the in the viewer's mind, and you show how fantastic the whole school is and everything. I don't know. It, 
they put more money in the later ones. I would like to because actually see... Because they have see, more money to spend, probably. I would like to see them go back in and special edition the effects in the first movie. The troll and the three-headed dog were particularly bad for that series. Worst, I think they are the worst effects in the entire series. Well, yeah. And I would not mind, um, you know, after they all come out, they're like, oh, hey, guess what? We got the same company that did the stuff in part five to do the stuff again in part one. Right. I don't know. That's just that's a little pet peeve. Like since we know it can be done, since we know well, you the can thing change is, though, that you, stuff. You, you know you can go back and change it, but yeah. we also don't know what his timing was, what his budget was. It was. It right? was the, actually it was the. It was the. From what I understand, the special effects company wasn't up to it. So I don't know. But then, you know, then and maybe the studio. I mean, think about it. There yeah. are tons of hot books, and and you know, Harry Potter could have fizzled and died. Oh, it could have. You know, it could have very easy because again, you can't you can't predict what's going to work. Well, and I think them paying Lindelof, fuck, the only winner in that one is Lindelof. No, no kidding, no kidding. Now that and people that read scripts online. <laughs> I mean, so, but rock on. But you cannot copy. You know, I, I don't. I don't think they were looking you, so much to copy, but just sort of like copy the. Or sort of, you know, garner the same type of longevity and success. Right, right. You know? But, I mean, if you get stuff about kids, Percy Jackson, um, Spiderwick, the Lemony Snicket, all good books on their own. Yeah. Uh, Golden Compass is another one. Harry Potter is the gold standard. Yes, definitely. It, it's it's the only thing that actually did well in the time frame that Harry Potter came out was Lord of the Rings. Because that's an adult version. Yeah. And, and that's something that, you know... Harry Potter's borrowed from. Unless you listen to that lady that was in Suncoast. Right, exactly. Fucking yeah. idiot thought that 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 <laughs> she actually said in a in a video store, go ahead. I can't believe Lord of the Rings ripped off the giant spider idea from Harry Potter. Yeah. Wow. Alright, we're gonna do a break. Yeah, we're, we gotta we're running we're, we're running late on this break. The 
Hey fans, it's Ken Forey. Just want to tell you about Mail Order Zombie. Great company. They review zombie films, any zombie film, every zombie film. And it's uh, something you should tune into. So if you get a chance, go to the website, look these guys up, Mail Order Zombie, and find out what the hot zombie films are today. What's going on? These guys are right on the, the cutting edge of, of reviewing zombie movies. And if you're a zombie, or you want to be a zombie, or you're thinking about being a zombie, or your mom's a zombie, your dad's a zombie, your damn mother-in-law's a zombie, tune into Mail Order Zombie, baby. You'll find out what's going on. Ken Forey, and that's out. I'm here with Bill Byforce and Mr. Chris to tell you a little bit about Outside the Cinema. All right, Reverend Scott, take us to church. Uh, What can we expect to find from a typical show? Two hours of just random blabber. (laughs) Uh, Is there anyone's coattails you wrote in on to popularity? I'm the guy that fucking burns the coattails and then pisses on them. You review all these exploitation, (laughs) horror, comedy, cult, and often all-around terrible movies. You must have a strong driving force that keeps you going. Ego. <laughs> I don't know if I've heard you say that before. Uh, yeah, I've been saying that for a while. Really? I have been saying that for a while. Also, I'm high on smack. Well, it's definitely working for you guys. Yeah. People are coming out in droves to support you on iTunes. We just the other day got a, a, a one-star review on iTunes. Well, that is one <laughs> That is one star too many. Let me tell you. The worst fucking piece of shit I've ever heard. This has been great, guys. Thanks, Scott. Oh, that was good. Oh, he's got you crying over there. Yeah. I'm good for the rest of the year. Nice. That was too much. Hi, this is famous Hollywood producer, Robert Evans. You know, I've made a lot of powerful enemies during my time in Hollywood. Like the time I pushed Steve McQueen in front of a moving car on the set of The Getaway because he was macking on my lady, Allie McGraw. But I've made one great friend, a boffo friend, if you will, since I retired. It's called Show Show, and it's the best fucking movie podcast ever. It's even better than cocaine, which I would know a lot about. Visit Show Show at showshow.podomatic.com or search Show Show, all one word in the iTunes store. While we were on break, I mean, um, I've been to the page, so we um we got we got news here that NATO officials have claimed or are now saying that Muammar Gaddafi is a legitimate target. That's awesome. interesting, isn't it? Yeah, um, Gaddafi's been like that bad guy, you know, since what the mid mid eighties. Oh yeah, it says here uh, UN resolution. 
justifies the targeting of Libyan leader Muammar Gaddafi, a senior NATO military official with operational knowledge of the Libya mission, told CNN Thursday, which is today. NATO has been ramping up pressure on the regime, employing helicopters last weekend for the first time against Gaddafi's military vehicles, equipment, and forces. Explosions are heard often in Tripoli, evidence of Allied airstrikes. NATO began bombing Libya on March 31st under a UN mandate to protect civilians. Uh, Unfortunately, they're killing children at the same time with uh, drone strikes. Those pictures are fun to look at. Um Let's see. Fighting between government forces and rebels who have seized most of eastern Libya. Uh, the res- resolution said forces could use, quote, all necessary measures to protect civilians. NATO Secretary General Anders Foe Rasmussen said Wednesday it's time to start planning for what to do in Libya after Gaddafi's bata- departure because Gaddafi's reign of terror is coming to an end. Gaddafi vowed a day before that that, quote, we will not surrender even as NATO airstrikes bombed his compound in Tripoli. Uh, he doesn't strike me as a guy that really has a his, his finger on the pulse of... Sanity? Yeah. Oh, well. The Alliance recently announced its decision to extend its mission in Libya by 90 days. Another one bites the dust. Yep. Why are we? Why exactly are we doing that again? Because I, he's. Oh, because he, I think it's because he's using force against his own people. <sighs> okay, it's I, the UN. It's not us. I know. I understand. So that. That's fine. the UN's it's, job. It's also nobody's fucking business. Well, when innocent people are being killed by their but, you own know what? leaders, it's, you know, let's not go into Burma. It's the or sovereign. Any of that shit. It's the sovereignty of of. It's it's the it's the business of a sovereign nation that can do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah, it's. It's not cool. It sucks. We, we could drive ourselves crazy just talking okay. about all this shit. Something funny that happened today? Someone's going to bomb us because they don't like the... Oh, wait. That already happened. With yeah, fucking airplanes. Newt Gingrich's like, entire fucking group of people quit on him today. Like, just up and walked out. Newt Gingrich top aide says, A disagreement over time commitments prompted departures. So I think this will be the last story that we do here. He looks like a little old woman. Doesn't he? Newt Gingrich spokesman Rick Tyler confirmed to the Huffington Post Thursday that he and other top aides to the Republican presidential candidate have quit, but said it was over a difference of campaign philosophies and not because they questioned his commitment to running an all-out campaign. It's not laziness, Tyler said by phone. He's the hardest working person I know. It's just, I'll leave it at our paths to victory are different. There were two visions, two paths to victory, and Newt's path and my understanding of that path to victory were very all, different. All I picture is this guy at a press conference saying these things, but holding up pieces of paper that say, he's crazy. Yeah, a baseball and a screw. Call right? 911. <laughs> um, let's see. I need to paths be of victory here. were different. And when that happens, then the candidate's vision has got to prevail, he added. After nearly a dozen aides and staffers left Gingrich's campaign, he had a dozen people walk out on him. He was also abandoned by former Georgia Governor Sonny Perdue, who had been his national campaign co-chair. Perdue switched his support to another candidate, former Minnesota Governor Tim Pawlenty. Oh, oh well. Republicans Pal- still have nobody to run. Tim Pawlenty is a great man. He was a phenomenal governor. And he is the person I now believe stands the greatest chance of defeating President Obama. No, he doesn't. That's like that's like asking the sun to melt a rock while it sits <laughs> in front of you on Earth. Go ahead. Take it. Purdue said in a statement released by the Palenti campaign, 
The release noted that until today, Governor Perdue was Newt Gingrich's national campaign co-chair. The colossal implosion pushed Gingrich's candidacy to the brink of collapse, though he maintained he will continue his campaign. Less than an hour after the news broke of the mass departure, Gingrich wrote on his Facebook wall, I am committed to running the substantive solutions-oriented campaign I set out to run earlier this spring. The campaign begins a new Sunday in Los Angeles. Wow, the grown-ups really have ruined Facebook, haven't they? Oh, my God, yeah. Um, You know what I do want to say? This is going to surprise you. Okay. I'm going to surprise you and all these listeners because I'm going to say something about Sarah Palin. Can you quickly bring up that clip of her talking about Paul Revere? Oh, fuck, I forgot about that. Hold on. Because you know what? What we got in those clips... And what she was sort of being slammed for saying, she wasn't saying. I mean, I still believe that she's dumber than shit. Okay? (laughs) Okay. And that I wouldn't ask her to take the responsibility of opening a can of soda. Okay? But what people were saying about what she said about Paul Revere isn't what she said. Okay, hold on. Let me see if I can... Uh... Because everyone's saying that, oh, she said Paul Revere was warning the British, right? True. Okay, that's not what she was saying. Okay, well, that's... that's. Listen to what she says. Well, that's 33 seconds. That's 46 second one. We'll take that one. How okay. about that? And also, I'll be just pause it when it comes up. Also, what she's saying is wrong. Okay. Okay. All right. But I just, I just want to be clear about what she's wrong about, and I think that it was. I just wanted to. Okay. Point well, this out. This this one on MSNBC here that's not coming up, so we'll go with the shorter version here, and uh, hopefully it's a good copy of it. It appears Sarah Palin may need to brush up on her American history. She visited the Old North Church today here in Boston, the focal point of Paul Revere's historic ride. But it sounds like she got a bit confused on the details. He who warned uh, the the British that they weren't going to be taking away our arms uh, by ringing those bells and and, um, making sure as he's riding his horse through town to send those warning shots. So hit pause. Oh, it's almost done. Okay. Okay, yeah, go ahead. So people were saying that she was saying that Paul Revere was warning the British. Now, I would argue for her because we were all British citizens back then. No, 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 not even that. No, I wouldn't even get into that. But that's not what she said. No. What she said was that he was going through warning the British that they weren't going to take away our freedoms. Our arms. Our arms, right? Yes. And and our freedoms, ringing those bells and blah, blah, blah. Firing those shots. Exactly. Okay? So that's what she said. She wasn't warning the British about All she was doing was warning the British theoretically, okay? What, I mean, which of course is factually wrong. He didn't ride through in, in his warning the, the, the colonists that the British were coming. He was also kind of telling the, the British well, that he was you know stopped what? at one point, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, exactly. All right. But he wasn't he riding to tell was it John Adams and Jefferson that they were gonna be arrested? Something like that. But yeah, that, but that's uh, I but, just but the point is that Sorry, she wasn't you. he wasn't riding through 
warning the British, which no. is what people were maligning her for. Right. So if I'm going to malign someone, I want to malign them for <laughs> for the right thing. Like yeah. I said, okay, I just want to correct my previous bitching this bitch out, right. okay, for the wrong thing. Right. Like I said, just for the record, just to be clear. Right. Okay. What are you She's saying? She's a fucking moron. Yeah. She is dumb as dumb could be. Yeah. Okay? So I still think she's stupid. Okay, so what are you okay with her saying? Nothing. I don't want her to speak. You just think people are I just think that people getting on the wrong got point. on the wrong point. Okay, with I got this. you, I got you, I got you. Okay. okay. And so so that that that's what I'm I'm backing off of my own bullshit thing because I was I was okay. I watched it again and I read the text of what she says. She's like, okay, um I bitched her out for the wrong thing. She's still, like I said, yeah. dumb as a fucking stump. She's as yeah. dumb as a Republican congressman in an airport. I will okay? I will give her credit that she is smarter than Michelle Bachman because at least she knew what state that took place in. Okay. But you know what? She's she's not <laughs> the the, this is this is also the woman driving they're around both racing to try and crawl out of the intellectual primordial soup. Okay? Yeah, yeah. This is this is the woman who's driving around with her family across country, hitting major campaign quote unquote campaign stops in a bus vinyl wrapped with the Constitution, Alaska skyline, her signature, and they're calling it a family vacation. Yeah. Oh, believe me, I wouldn't want her to be president of the Sarah Palin fan club. <laughs> She'd find a way to fuck that of up. One. Okay. Yeah, and it's Todd. Because I really think, no, herself. <laughs> because I still think that in that case, if she was the head and only member of her own fan club, yeah. she would still badly represent the members of that club. <laughs> I wasn't even going to bring any of this up because it's not news. Bitch is dumb as a stick. Oh, Moving my God, on. yeah. Moving and you on. can tell because she bats her eyes, her voice gets that sing-songy yeah, pitch in it. Yeah, and she just tries to like, uh, with the bells and the whistles and the arms and the shake and the bells. I, I will the, say, I don't Fox, know what I'm talking about. Fox News. Now, if you're gonna if you're gonna defend Palin, I'm gonna defend Fox News for a second. They had. Um, I'm not really. I'm not really no, defending no. her. I'm more clarifying. so than you ever have. I'm cl- yeah. If this is my defense, it is a it is a defense against. It's a clarification against the. It's media. a clarification yeah. on what I'm. Cur- and the stupid but uh, I think it was Kilmead. He's the one with that Neanderthal look in his eyes all the time, right? On Fox and Friends. I don't Friends. watch Fox and Friends. Um, I, he said, because um, she she had said later that it was gotcha journalism. And he pulled up the piece of paper. He's like, so do you guys want to know what question they asked her? And they all said, yeah. He says, what have you done today and what have you seen? That's wow. that's And Jon Stewart followed it up with the perfect, it's not gotcha journalism. If you're the one that that's been got, <laughs> it's it was just a question. It's like, hey, what'd you do today? And if you're like, oh, I drove to the Bahamas, no, you're just a dumbass. Yeah. <laughs> so, so my my position is the same. Dumb as a stick. Oh yeah. Stupid cunt. Useless to the country. <laughs> Moving on. To the I next hope thing. to God she runs. I really do. So that does John Stewart. So much fun. What's next? All right. Um, I think next is going to be a break, and we'll do feedback and end it. Yeah, sounds So sounds I'm going to stop it here so we can switch so we don't run into that fucking wall like we normally do. Hey. Nobody else will notice, though.
Film podcasts where the hosts exist in a constant, blissful state of agreement. I mean, the main the main characters are two of the dullest main characters I have ever encountered in any film. We are in luck. Let me introduce you to Chinstroker and Punter. One is an ex-film student with a penchant for David Lynch and hard cinema. The other is a man on the street. Listen in perplexed and horrified terror as we tear apart one film a week. Just really, it's isn't. not visually striking. No, I just just getting confirmation. It's just dealing. That's the third time, though. I mean, am I, is this on? You can find us at chinstrokerversuspunter.podomatic.com. So come and share the victory. If you could fuck any man in film, who would it be and why? My answer is Lance Henriksen. Oh. He wouldn't tell. He looks like somebody. <laughs> he looks like somebody who can keep a secret. This podcast, perhaps you'd be interested in GleeCast. You watch your tone, young lady. Hey, we're not forcing you to download the internet's best, or at least most booze-filled podcast about Glee. You want to be me. Who doesn't, Sue? But we know we can't be. Instead, Erica and Emily. Uh, Emily and Erica. Who am I? I just don't know anymore. I'd love to stay in chat, but I got a satellite interview. Sorry, we get off topic a lot. The point is, listen to GleeCast following every new episode of Glee. Plus, our sporadic bonus content on some of the greatest bad cinema that incorporates musical theater or sweet dance moves. I'm going to ask you to smell your armpits. The right or the left? That's the smell of failure. Failure smells like dove. Mine has a pleasant lady speed stick scent. Kind of makes me think of candy canes. Your resentment is delicious. Visit gleecast.potomatic.com or search for us in the iTunes store. That's gleecast with a K, part of the palaver.com family. That's P-A-L-A-V-R.com. Boy, the only thing missing from this place is a couple dozen bodies limed and rotting in shallow graves under the floorboards. We're working on that. This is a Rachel on Film from the Girls on Film Radio. Are you tired of all those vegetarian or vegan podcasts? We just listened to what the Gentleman's Guide to Midnight Cinema had to say about the Girls on Film Radio. A lot of good meat in there. There's a lot of good meat in there uh, that the girls talk about. You guys got a lot of nice meat over there at the podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. So there you have it. The meaty film discussion by meaty women. Listen to Girls on Film Radio. Girlsonfilm.podomatic.com
back to the Are You Serious podcast. We're the hits with the tits, I guess. I nice, nice job. Thanks. So, okay. This is from, let me go down here because he signed it down here. I'm reading it off the phone here. Uh, Jay, otherwise known as the Oily Maniac. Nice. So, somebody, uh, man, if your own heart there. Um, oh, I don't know. I don't want to copy it. I just want to read it. Hey, guys, uh, regarding your immigration conversation, Frank was right on. Illegal is illegal. We have immigration laws. I'm going to try and um, emphasize the words he's capitalized just to keep the intent there. Uh, people who come here illegally <laughs> break and disrespect our laws and cheat people the world over who legally apply for a U.S. visa. I'm sure there are lots of repressed people the world over who would love to immigrate here and join our culture. Here in the western portions of the U.S., there are large parts of cities that have billboards and lots of signage in Spanish. Cultural enclaves are cool and make a city a better place to live. However, when a city is inundated with one culture, it doesn't help immigrants to learn English and acclimate to their new culture. That's a good point. I think if you move to a country, you should learn that country's language. We don't have an official language. We have a yes, language. Yes, we do. We have a, no, we don't have an official language. The official language of the United States is English. No, it's not. Want to bet? Yeah. I'll bet you $5. I'll bet you $100. The United States does not have an official language. It no, it doesn't. After 9-11, they tried to make it English. There was never a law passed stipulating an official language. That's why you have to press 2 for English or Spanish. Anyway, moving on. The official commerce language in the United States is English, but not an official on-the-books language. So, just a few points. Republicans want cheap labor and don't want to enforce immigration laws. Okay. Uh, we need a working visa program. Let workers come to work. We can keep track of workers, tax them, give them fair wages and good working conditions. We also can prevent their families moving here. Illegals overburden our schools and health care. After using the system properly and with no criminal activity for, say, five, quote, tours of duty, they can apply for, for them and their families for the fast-track visa. I can't pack... Oh, sorry. I can't pack up, move to a country illegally, and expect them to school my kid. That's just fucking rude. That's a good point. Total disrespect for my new home country. My bad. I'll admit when I'm wrong. Oh, okay. Well, you owe me for dinner anyway, so. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but say I knew something. Weren't you a poli-sci major or something? Shouldn't you know that? No. <laughs> it's about time I'm right on the damn show. Had huh? to happen sooner or later. <laughs> um, but no, the official, if you want to do business in the country, you need to learn English. Well, yeah. I, 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 I would say definitely agree to that. Uh, Democrats want to help everyone, and it's simply bleeding heart stupidity. Um, by the way, did we did I do we say on the show earlier that I took the opposite side just to kind yeah. of take the opposite side because I don't really the official language of the Are You Serious podcast is mumble is English, <laughs> typically foul. That is fucking true. English, angry English. Exactly. Mexico is out of control. We need to legalize a lot of drugs because we are causing the problem by importing the drugs. Someone close to me is a Fed and has worked the U.S.-Mexico border. He's got horror stories. I can only imagine and probably wouldn't even come close. Read the news of the deaths and disappearances in Mexico. That's some of what I was basing what I was saying off of. Yeah. Uh, scores of decapitated bodies and cartels running a campaign of brutal violence to control the country. The gangs also have a strong foothold in the U.S. 
I'm from New England, and I know how easy it is to not take this stuff seriously. But out west, it is a serious problem. And that is true. The, the further away you no, are from that's, something. That's fine. I take it yeah. seriously. I understand that there's a problem, but I'm sorry. Right. It's uh, all in all, problem. I'm sorry we can't let everyone into the U.S. There are people all over the world in fucked up countries who would love to move here. We just need to be fair and follow rules that are just and don't favor people uh, who can sneak over the border. Um, please excuse grammar errors. Dash this off in hopes of making this week's show. Love the show. Prefer the political talk over the TV talk. Thanks, guys. Well, I hope you like Apple talk because we did enough of that today. So, yeah, immigration is one of those, like, I don't think there's any one right answer. There's no one good side to take because he's got good points for actually for it and against it. Like uh, the DREAM Act and, and stuff like that. There's good parts to that where you have a path to citizenship. I'm not saying blanket amnesty for everybody. Earn it. Well, I've made my thoughts clear. Right, and you were right about that, and I was right about the official language of the country. So. Fuck you. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> All right. Um, I think it's time for this. All right. Yay. Hi, I'm independent presidential candidate Reverend Scott. Oh, boy. My new running mate, Representative Anthony Weiner, and I are very excited about 2012. We represent the younger generation with our connection to the web and social networking. As I sit here recording this, I cannot think of a better running mate to represent my ideals on family values, fidelity, and loyalty to your spouse. We can show America how networking devices like Twitter can further advance mine and Wiener's connection to voters while keeping a tight grasp on our ideals. So remember, <laughs> follow us on Twitter and vote for Reverend Scott and Anthony Wiener in 2012. <laughs> Back again, bitches. The truth must be told. While Reverend Scott and Anthony Weiner give millions to charity and campaigns for 2012, what are atheist presidential candidates Chris and Frank doing? Dirty, morally reprehensible, money-making schemes that oh, would make PETA faint. Boy. Let's see a uh, bestiality boat. Yeah. People come aboard and fuck. You can fuck any one of these animals that you want. That's how I'll raise my millions. You want to fuck a gorilla while its mate watches? I don't remember $5, that. Thousand dollars. That's oh, terrible. My God. Oh my God is right. But unfortunately, the terror that are Chris and Frank doesn't stop there. Chris and Frank have decided that they have a specific kind of voter that they want backing them, and it's a damn shame if you don't fit the criteria. It's pretty fucking terrible to be a woman. Or a baby, or if you yeah. don't have a beard, or a gay woman beardless baby, or if you're on your period, or if you've had sex, or if you had sex while you have your period. Oh God! For a duo of atheists, they sure mention God a lot. Followers of Reverend Scott won't fall for that trick, guys. He's not gullible like the potential voters eating up every lie you tell them. I'm sure Reverend Scott doesn't believe the lies you tell about how fake the Boy Scout scandal involving a little boy and Frank was, but we all know what you said. <laughs> we were camping, we're outside camping, sleeping out under the stars in a tent. This little boy had to go, he had to go pee, his parents didn't give him a flashlight. He's walking around in the dark, he trips, his dick fell in my mouth, okay? If only his parents had given him a flashlight. Mm -hmm. It's not my fault. Yeah, sure it's not, Frank. <laughs> but maybe it's possible you both don't even realize what you're doing. Why not? That's a good Maybe bit. this recorded phone conversation between Chris, Frank, and a known international drug dealer may shed some light on that. 
I give both you <laughs> bastards drugs. Yeah, I haven't been doing drugs. I just got stoned. <laughs> but now you want more? I, I don't understand. Arranged sexual encounters with young and vulnerable boys. Boys, this I can do. Maybe get you 16-year-old. I do not want 16-year-old boys, but younger. 14-year-olds are okay. Fine, fine. I get you some younger boys. Look for needy boys who have family issues. You politicians are so picky. All right, right you give me 15-year-old boy, 14, 13, more than that, 16, 17, and no good to me. No, no good. I get it, I get it. I, I no like this. I no like it one bit. Maybe I should talk to these kids before you get your grubby politician hands on them. Fuck is wrong. What the fuck are you gonna talk to this child about anyway? Son, uh, no talk. You you done with the man? Are you fucking kidding me? What? Um, Someone with self-esteem and a little dick? No way. <laughs> Get them the fuck out of here. Obviously, this is not your first rodeo. I don't want to know where the other kids ended up. And too bad kids had to get hurt. Yeah, no, I totally agree. That, 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 that's a shame. So Okay, I, I'll meet you at the warehouse tomorrow night. Can't wait to meet you. I have AIDS. Stop telling me things I don't want to hear, especially about these boys. I'm going to kill somebody, and, and then I'm going to suck his dick. Oh. So remember this election year. Vote for the candidate that has a running mate named Wiener. Not one that sucks it. Carrion <laughs> semen tastes better. Peace and love, America. The preceding message was endorsed by Reverend Scott. That is, unless it was intercepted and edited by a man with a deep voice that plays scary music. Oh, come on. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> oh, holy shit. Are you serious? Podcast at gmail.com. Yep. Folks, if you want to comment on any of our foolishness. Oh. Good golly. Man, fucking crazy. So, if I'm not arrested and put in jail for that conversation, yeah, that was a good one. uh, I'll be playing a show at the Midway Cafe in Jamaica Plain, uh, Saturday, July 30th, between four and eight. We won't be the second to last or the last show. We'll be earlier than that. So, um, the band I am in is called Fog Wizard, and I play bass. All right, yeah, it's gonna be fun, actually. Because I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. So the uh, number for the show is 206-338-3094, right? Yes, it is. Okay. So um, let's start the end of the show. All righty. You folks have a great week. Yeah, and keep sending in uh, story ideas because kind of takes the pressure off me. Yeah, it's so easy. So <laughs> makes it so much easier. Um. I like that two monitor thing. Like I said, I can't. Ha- I couldn't handle if they were on different levels, though. I I used a monitor setup the other day, and it was opposite. Like you dragged it to the to the right, and it ended up on the left monitor. Oh, that's weird. totally fucked me up. Anyway, Fuck that. I'm getting used to it. It divides the Wacom tablet into um, like two thirds and a third. Just get a magic trackpad. Think about all the real estate you'll gain on your desk. I'll get to it. All right, next week. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.
still there? <laughs> so I'm going to tell the story about the 90s. I love my life was like back in the 90s. So, I want to be able to walk around, because Robins walks around, right? Anyways, in August of 1990, I found myself laying on my stomach in the woods with a pair of binoculars, Bala Canadian Club, and my friend Kurt Cobain. The reason why I had the binoculars was because I was on the lookout while he ran across the street to a teen pregnancy center that had just opened in our town. And it really wasn't a teen pregnancy center. It was a right-wing con where they got teenage girls to go in there and then told them they were going to go to hell if they had abortions. Since Kurt and I were angry young feminists in the 90s, we decided that we were going to do a little public service that night. We drank our Canadian club, and he watched out while I went across the street and wrote, fake abortion clinic, everyone. Well, that was kind of like the pra pragmatic one or whatever. And he was more creative, so he went over and in six foot tall red letters he wrote, God is gay. Yeah. It was kind of cool like that. So, after that we polished off the Canadian Club and we lived in Olympia, Washington. We walked down the hill, we went to the bar, we got some more Canadian Club. Then we went to my apartment, we got some 40 ounces, we got a little more drunk. Apparently I insulted just about everybody in my whole entire town and I threw up on someone's legs and it was one of those nights that like later on every time anybody mentions it you don't want to think about it. So it ended up at Kurt's apartment and I smashed up a bunch of shit and I took out a Sharpie marker and I, I wrote a bunch of shit all over his bedroom wall and it was a rental so it was like really kind of lame that I did that. Um, and then I passed out with the marker in my hand and I woke up and I had one of those hangovers where you think that if you walk in the next room there could be a dead body in there so I wasn't that happy when six months later Kurt called me up and said hey do you remember that night and I was like because even though I fell asleep with my clothes on Every time in my head, when I thought about that night, this is what I saw. <laughs> yeah, it's not pretty, is it? So then Peter is like, well, there's this thing that you wrote on my wall, and it was actually kind of cool, and I want to use it as a lyric in one of my songs. And I was like, as long as I can get out of this conversation and not think about anymore, I'm, I'm totally cool. So you can use whatever you want. And then I hung up, and I was like, fuck is he going to use Kurt Smells Like Teen Spirit as a
Stephen King kill went on tour and here in his fucked up, broken down, dark green van. Linked, linked to carbon monoxide, we always were falling asleep. You know what? Anyways, the album came out, so I was like Teen Spirit, and it was fucking everywhere. Turn on the radio, there it was. Looked out in the crowd, there was a t shirt. Everywhere went, the video was playing. On every single, like, billboard, every freeway I drove onto, this is what I thought I saw. self-respecting feminist artists in the 90s would do I got a job stripping. Yeah. <laughs> so this one day, me and my band can go play the daytime show at Fort Reno Park with a hardcore band called Mutton Chops. <laughs> I was none too happy about having to open for these stupid white hardcore boys. But I kind of warmed up to them. I gave them one of my fanzines and Eddie, the lead singer from Mutton Chops, came up to me and he was like, Hey, what can those guys do to help you feminists? <laughs> so later that night, I was standing at the bar in my thong and counting out my ones. And I saw over at the door five guys with black jeans and wallet jeans greasing their hair. And I realized that Eddie had figured out how he could help us feminist girls. It was mud and chops. And I was going to have to strip in front of a hardcore band that I just explained feminism to four hours before. I wanted to run. I wanted to hide. But I looked over at the stage and I saw Cassie, the dancer who always danced the Red Hot Chili Peppers, was coming down off the stage. And if I didn't make it up to the stage in 30 seconds, I was going to lose my job. And I wasn't going to get the engine fixed. And I wasn't going to get to go on tour. So I decided to fucking suck it up, get up there, do my thing. And I was like, you know what's going to make this better for me? I'm going to do my Janet Jackson set. I'm going to start with control. I'm going to do When I Think of You and then Black Cat at the end, where I crawl around on the stage.
end of line.